Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm excited to be here tonight. You know, the last couple of weeks have been absolutely freaking insane. I've been running around in circles and spinning plates, and it's just nice to be able to sit down and relax and chill with you guys here tonight. If you would like to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in this evening. we got some things to run through, though, before we get started, so let's get on those. I want to remind you, if you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop, you are welcome to do so with us. We can set up a special show and uh, have some fun. It will give us a chance to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we're normally allowed on here. And you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. You can, uh, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about, you can talk about publishing or editing or... You can do an actual workshop where we go through the steps of writing a poem. You can talk about your favorite poet, your favorite era of poetry, maybe uh, talk about learning a poetry form, whatever it is. Shoot me a message on probably the easiest would be Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, if you would like to... Uh, put one of those on. They can be anywhere from 30 minutes to 3 hours. We'll just get started and go till you're done. You can pre-record these on your computer if you would like and send me the MP3 file or we can do one on a conference call and I can record it for you and uh, be able to play that or we can do a combination of both. If you want to do a live show and you want to do a pre-recorded show together, maybe play the workshop portion first and then come on live and answer questions or whatever then uh, we can do that as well. So just let us know what you'd like to put together. Next, I want to take a moment and make sure that we thank all of our all of our sponsors for our 2021 broadcasting season. I want to really make sure that those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped me cover part of the cost for the license for the year, how much you're appreciated, not only by myself, but on behalf of the entire Poetic Speakeasy community. Those sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pachpali, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Noreen and Gary Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Case, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, John P. Ron, excuse me, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal. Robert Mikey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. Money was also donated in the names of Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. Reminding you that once you're with us, you're always with us. We'll never let you go. <laughs> All right going to go ahead and get to your uh let's see pull it up here get to your 
inspiration from the inkwell, our little mini workshop we do at the beginning of each show. So if you're ever sitting there some night and you don't know what to work on, what to write, pull the first 15 minutes of any of our shows and uh, you'll get some idea and go off and running. Now, I literally got home maybe a half, a half an hour before showtime today. And so I didn't get a whole lot of time this week to work on your journal assignment. So we are not doing one. You get a week off on your journal assignment this week. But next week I might just give you double. <laughs> you never know. But we're going to go straight to your poetry prompts, and then we're going to do your writing exercise after that. So your poetry prompts, prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the prompt can be either the title to your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with it is up to you. So all of you should have your journals or notebooks out so we can write these down. We're going to be doing start on a clean page. We're going to be doing 12 different prompts. One through 12. Okay. All right. You ready? You ready? You ready? Okay. Good. <laughs> Prompt number one. She wears poetry like perfume. She wears poetry like perfume. Number two. Poison to the tip of the arrow. Or wait a minute, that one's wrong. I wrote it wrong. Poison to the arrow's tip. Let's make it that one. What I wrote makes no sense. So poison to the arrow's tip. Okay. And then the next one, number three, the ragman's daughter. The ragman's daughter. Number four, promiscuous winds. You know, like the wind, promiscuous winds. Number five, the door's black mouth. The door's black mouth. Number six, when I miss your words. When I miss your words. Number seven, children of the sidewalk. Children of the Sidewalk. Number eight. Before the Collapse of Time. Before the Collapse of Time. Number nine. What the Ghost Knows. What the Ghost Knows. Number ten. It Roams the Earth. It Roams the Earth. Number eleven. The glass jar. The glass jar. And number 12, between ice cold sheets. Between ice cold sheets. So those are your 12 poetry prompts for this week. Now, these prompts tie into your writing exercise. I decided to combine them because I thought it would be much more fun when you wrote to the prompts. So your writing exercise, what we are doing is called Pick Apart a Prompt. And it is designed to teach you or to show you or to highlight how what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. This exercise will help us to get away from writing the typical or jumping to the first knee-jerk reaction we have when something inspires us, um, you know, those things that naturally want to pull us in, and uh, make us look into the shadows 
look deeper into the prompt. Okay. So for this exercise, as I said, you will be using the 12 poetry prompts I just gave you. And from the list, I want you to start at the top of the Clean Journal page, and I want you to write down the first prompt. Then I want you to spend a while pondering it. Really think about all the things it's saying to you. Don't take it at face value. Okay. What I would like you to do is to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. So think of all the ways you can bend it and twist it and turn it into something new. A list of six different things you could write to that one prompt. Six different poems you could six different directions, whatever it is. So I want you to... Oh, I just spit my tongue. <laughs> Don't do this at home, guys. I'm a professional. So I want you to, once you finish your first prompt, what I want you to do is move on to the next one and then on down the list till you've written at least six ideas for each of the 12 prompts. And you won't get through the list. Something's going to grab you and you're going to be off and, and writing and you'll find out the magic of doing this writing exercise. But you will have fun with it, I guarantee you. So once again, I'm going to run through the 12 prompts quickly and... These are the ones you'll be using in your Pick Apart a Prompt Writing exercise for this week. One, she wears poetry like perfume. Two, poison to the arrow's tip. <laughs> I've run just something like that. You make it up. If you want to mix the words around like I do, you're welcome to. Number three, the ragman's daughter. Number four, promiscuous winds. Number five, the door's black mouth. Number six, when I Miss Your Words. Number seven, Children of the Sidewalk. Number eight, Before the Collapse of Time. Number nine, What the Ghost Knows. Number ten, It Roams the Earth. Eleven, The Glass Jar. And twelve, Between Ice Cold Sheets. So there you have it. Your 12 poetry prompts for this week. Now remember, we're focusing on reading, 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 reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. And the two activities we've really been focusing on is first to, and it's something I think we all can improve on, but try learning one new poetry form every month. Have fun with these word puzzles. I used to think of them as having to count, and they became, poetry forms, was they were, they were math. And I suck at numbers, you know, and so I, they just terrify me. Writing in a, you know, having to count the syllables and do this and that and all these things, and it, it just terrified me. Until I stopped thinking about them as math and started thinking about them as word puzzles, which I love. So it's really fun. When I first started doing this, it was my New Year's resolution one year is to learn a new poetry form every month for twelve or one every month for twelve months. But so it's something we can all improve on something for you to play with, something for you to make your brain think. So every month try to learn one new poetry form. And second is to go out every single day and try to find something worth 17 syllables. We've been working on creating a writer's discipline where we write something every single day. And this makes it super simple. Go out throughout the day, find something worth 17 syllables, and write a haiku to it. Three seven or five seven five syllable count three lines. 
right? And as you jot it down, if you're right in the middle of something and you can't finish it at the moment, I don't care if it's only 15 syllables, you can go back later and, and uh, add the other two. So every single day, write a haiku. Find something in your day that's worth 17 syllables. That's all I'm asking. All right, that's it for this week. That's all we're going to be doing on your prompts because I didn't get home in time to overload you with homework for the weekend. <laughs> so what we're going to do now is we always start and end every episode with an audio track from one of you poets. And if you have an MP3 file, if you have an audio track or something that you would like to have us play, I would be very happy to do that. You can email those to me. Uh, the word the is in the email title, the, T-H-E, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure that you put audio track, MP3, something like that in the subject line for me. We'll get up, get it uploaded to the show's library, and we will play it for the world. The one that I have set for this week is Seb N., and it's the hottest summer, and here you go. Oh, that is all. Oh, boy, Allie, that's a circumstance you might want to reform or fill out so it change the garden. I got three folks. Technology is not my friend today. Hello. Uh, this is a poem that dates from last year. Um, as some of you may or may not know, I live in California, and uh, I wouldn't live nowhere else. It's just a wonderful place to, to, to be, and it's, it's perfect for me. It's like living in a dream sometimes. But uh, as it happens, I grew up in the South. Uh, in uh, places like Harford County, Maryland, and uh, Baltimore, and South Carolina. So accordingly, I'm a I'm a guy who uh, doesn't like the cold weather. I like the warm weather. I do not like the winter time. And uh, early in my career, I had the good fortune to be given a post into a town called St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, which is a wonderful town, great people, great job, really enjoyed myself there, except when that first winter came along, and I spent most of that shuffling around, absolutely convinced that old Sabre was going to freeze to death. Um, and in particular, one night I was lying in bed, and I could, I could not get myself warm. I couldn't do anything to make myself comfortable, and I was sincerely believing that uh, they were just going to come find me the next morning. I wasn't going to be able to call into work on account of the fact that I'd be dead, and they'd come and find me all froze up like old Hank Williams, just lying there with icicles hanging off my nose. And uh, that night, in a dream, came to me the, the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson, and they're, they're all, you know, singing, My darling, you're so fine, and all that shit. And they're going, Come on, Sebby, come on, you got to come out of California. You got to come out of California, Sebby, get your ass out of California. That's a nice, warm place. That's where you, you want to be. So the next morning I woke up and I, I proceeded to sell most everything I owned except my car. And uh, sure as you're born, 72 hours later, I'm standing on Venice Beach, Los Angeles, California, USA. And I considered that to be quite an accomplishment for myself. But uh, even for a boy of such a disposition uh, favoring the warm weather, there are occasional uh, disadvantages living in California, which one cannot help but observe upon. And uh, this is a poem regarding... Just uh, one of those small disadvantages. It's called the It Was the Hottest Summer in Living Memory. It was the hottest summer in living memory after brief spring receded like a melody. Dogs exploded on the sidewalk, howling and flames consumed. Oleander and jessamine ran right in the cracks and the interminable nights were stickily perfumed. It was the hottest summer in living memory. The days were sere and the evenings incendiary. Passers-by sought shelter in the foothills or huddled in the shadows of the wharf. The lukewarm sea offers little consolation to the soles of my chuck tees and melting on the sidewalk. 
It was the hottest summer in living memory. How could our once beloved son stoop to such low treachery? Kids jumping into Sokel Creek off the trestles of the railway bridge. Curvy girls and daisy dukes and cropped off peasant jerkins. SPF 30 cream lubricating every appendage. It was the hottest summer in living memory. And that son that drew me to this place is now my cruelest enemy. The parking meters drooping, withering pool and molten silvery smelt. Azaleas desiccated the landscape plastic and as if rendered by the hand not of God but by Darley himself. It was the hottest summer in living memory. The sun would not surrender, enthralled with its own savagery. And we who once worshipped at its feet, our once beloved Lumina Titan, fled our homes for every beach from Santa Cruz all the way to New Brighton. Absolutely love him. You know, there's, if you listen to that, he uses, when, I'm, when I talk about using... Um, really surprising imagery. And I talk about making word lists. You know, like if you were to make a list of the word hot, how many different words can you use to describe, to describe hot without saying the word? You know, and when he uh, talked in there, when he used the line about, you know, when he described what it was like watching, it was so hot that the parking meters were melting. I just thought that was absolutely amazing. I love that. Love that piece. All right. Now, guys, you know what comes next? You. If you would like to call in and read on the show, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you would like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 972 is our first caller. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please, please, this is vitally important, make sure that you introduce yourself. You can say, hi, this is me, and uh, I can say, hi, you, and then you can say, I'm going to read this poem, and I'm going to say, awesome. <laughs> but it's really important to always have, first of all, have your name attached to your work. You don't want to come on here and read and not have anyone who listens to this archive. I mean, I've been on the air for 14 years. You go back to listen to a show 14 years ago, someone's going to read a poem and you're going to, it's absolutely going to blow your mind, but you will have no clue because they didn't introduce themselves. So, yes, you want to make sure your, your name is attached to your work and you want to let people know who's reading. All right. Next thing you want to do is I'm looking at the lines. Right now you can read two poems. If it, the lines get too busy and I have to change that eventually, I will let you know if it gets too busy and you have to do just one poem. If that happens on your turn, I am so terribly, terribly sorry. But right now you're good for two to go. When you are, when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you. You build up that uh, social network of your fans, all that good stuff. And then please remember that we are a mature-rated show, so you're going to hear just about anything tonight, and normally we do, with the exception of adult porn poems. No hardcore erotica. Other than that, you guys are good to go. So with that said, let's go ahead and grab our first caller. Area code. Well, wait, before I do that, I'm going to give you the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 972, 504, and 731. Those are our first three callers. So 972, are you with me? 
Yes. Hello, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Well, I have a surprise for you. You've got to introduce yourself first. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Anna (laughs) Donovan. Hello, everybody. And I have a surprise for Nyla. So I remember a, a couple of weeks ago, you had a writing exercise about the junk drawer. Remember that? I do remember that, yes. Did you do your homework? Well, I kind of modified it a bit. You're, because you're, my, you're welcome to do that. <laughs> my junk drawer was too organized. <laughs> so I don't have a junk drawer. But my jewelry box is a mess. So I picked a piece of jewelry to write a poem about. That's perfect. And I'm, I'm going to read it for you tonight. Okay. All right. It's called Punish the Saint. She's fossilized Spanish moss. Sealed rock-like, her language skills are set to Spanish, and no effort on my part to teach her works. But she's well-versed in husband finding, and in her charming rancho ways, she educates me. She brings me a statuette of San Antonio, the single women's patron saint, and sits me down to explain. Thirteen Hail Marys, thirteen times a day, for thirteen days. She checks for understanding. I nod, and she continues. If that doesn't work, you must punish the saint. Punish the saint? Yes, turn it on its head for 13 days. What if that doesn't work? Then you spank the the saint and speak the words. San Antonio, por favor, hágame el milagrito. San Antonio, please grant me this small miracle. 13 times a day? Yes, it always works. I have a husband, children, and grandchildren. I hate to tell her I don't want a husband, but I wear an itchy wrist adornment with an image of the saint engraved with a prayer. San Antonio, por favor, hágame el milagrito. Now she listens in class, and we spend lunch together by the lake, learning numbers and letters. End the poem. That was beautiful. I loved that. She was something else. <laughs> and she gave me that piece of jewelry, and I thought, well, that really inspired me. And you know what? I have to thank you. I would have never written that had your um, exercise not come up. Never. Uh-huh. It would have never occurred to me to even take that piece of, you know, whatever I have to wear on my wrist and write a poem about it. So I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for doing your homework. You get five gold stars, baby girl. <laughs> thank you. Well, and then, of course, I have a love poem. Okay. And it's called Outside Your Window. Ducks forget their way to water and come to mate and play outside your window where grass gives lush ribbons, soft as soul vines, sprouting over sand, pebbles, and the ancient saffron silence 
hidden in kneeling marble. Stars align, awaiting movement's tremulous birth between your breaths, and in your hands, migrant birds ache in feather, bone and sinew on a quest for songs over land skinned and blistered. Glance my way, dweller of errant planets. Step outside your set orbit. Share water within your most quiet depth to the chain to the wording of all longings. Clasped in tar, honeysuckle and blind pyres. Mesh me to the journeys of your lifeline where sorrow's bruises have an expiration date. Drape me in the milky lavender of your moonlight in gentle fall to the matte black, pendulous dance of night's fingertips bent in call response between sex and church choirs. And the poem. <laughs> I am such a fan of yours. I cannot tell you what an awesome day it was when you found our show, honey. And that was incredible. Thank you. You know it was Mike. I do know that. It's like, we ought to do our collaboration. We did. We ought to read it. I said, speak easy. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I hate my voice. And he's like, come on. So we did it. And then I got hooked. <laughs> I got totally hooked. So well, thank you. you. are a gift indeed. And I am so thankful for you, honey. Well, I'm so glad you enjoyed your gift. I'm going to send it to you if you'd like me to. Oh, please. Please. Yes. All right, dear. Well, I'll make room for the rest. And you can find me, Anna Donovan, that's two N's, A-N-N-A-D-O-N-O-V-A-N, on Facebook. And I'd love to have you. I'd love to make new friends. And feel free to drop by. So I know it'll be a great night, so I'll be listening. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome, sweetheart, and thank you for starting the show out so wonderfully. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye, hon. Bye. All right. I want to let 704 know that you are not in the lineup. I'm sure you know that. If you want to come on the show at any time, hon, press 1, and that will put you up there and let me know it's okay to unmute you. Glad you're here listening. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 5. And I got that uh, board. Don't do that to me. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Five zero four, you're on the air. Hello. It's it's Moon Cookie. How y'all is? <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, I'm do I'm just, you know, so blessed I feel guilty, you know. Just <laughs> you, you you it's a beautiful, beautiful life, you know, with you, you ain't got to look far for the blessings, you know. But, uh, you so are you, a blessing. So, so, you know, it's so easy to to know how many, and you too, how many people are are really straining to see those blessings and some folks straining to remember a blessing because we know how life do. <laughs> you know? Yes. Life's going to... It's gonna get its it's gonna get its licks in, but if you if you hang on, it you you get through. But um, well, if you know, so I always say you know, life will get its pound of flesh. The only problem is I gain two back. So yeah, they never take enough. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it takes the things that don't get on the scale. You know, that's that's the hard part. You know. 
I would let it. I would be picking on it. I would be like, come on, life, come get some more. You know? But what you going to do? you call that a challenge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That ain't no beat. Come get it. I got plenty more where that came from. Yes. And what life do you said, have for us tonight, my love? I'm, yeah, I'm talking. Actually, I had, an, I had another poem queued up that I was going to, but then you played the uh, the poem of the California, the hottest summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, you know what? I just rewrote the first poem I have ever, I ever published. I ever had published. And, um, and it was in 1989 in parade magazines, new poets anthology. And it's called the fall of California. So I said, now nah, that's the sign. I want to go ahead on and read that one first. So this is an old poem, but, it, but I, you know, me, I just I never finished one, so I had to rework it. Um, hopefully it shows it. So this is called The Fall of California. Subtle crashes, light percussions, call, respond. I see the music, brazen, brash, fans, body, blazing, stubborn, less unfazed, a homesick maple in the palm row, flame thrown, shed, dressed, Buffalo grass waves, sun in 85 degrees, vigil punned for winter's claimed, bench neath apathetic fir trees, board, blame green, no sleep restores me, Santa Ana canners decree, this will never change. Yes, my friend, our branches wept, hope bled red, defiant pleas, contradicting as it sees the fall of California. In poem. I can see why the other one made you think of that one. That was incredible, Cookie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's always a challenge when you look back at stuff and you go, I can see what I was trying to do way back then. <laughs> it just wasn't coming. It it was it was trying, but it wasn't there. And then now you go, well, I hate to see what it, maybe I'll have two words on the page in another 10 years or 30 years, whatever. Hopefully we grow, you know, hopefully we grow. Hopefully okay. we do, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I say that all the time okay. in every aspect of my yeah, life. Hope, you know, and then if, if you ain't, you still growing, you might be growing around something, but even hopefully you're always going to end up crossing that rock, you know. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you got you need a, you got time for a little quickie, another one. Of course. This is enough. This is a newer one, um, and um, this one is called Easy. Every day, another birthday, a death, an anniversary of passing. I knew them all. I loved them mostly. But here, the sway of family in the rolling tide experience sums me. Trials to feed, to touch, feel, let you feel me here. We remain to sustain for ours, theirs. Our prayers and ours will so sustain. Another storm the next storm, the dust-covered, crusted drought, doubt, drag, evacuate, adapt. We die. 
we survive as we're survived, I concede. The will to breed will cut the seething culture of consumption. Red speckled tissues lace a gilded waist and relentless avatars spat. No us in that. We will adapt with will. To breed, it don't belie the sway of tides required to swim in. But breathe with me. Breathe. May it ever be easy. In poem. Wow. I love it when you come on here and read. I'm such a fan of yours. I'm very excited to to read the book for you. Oh, my gosh. I'm shocked you too. You know how long I've been learning how to write this damn thing. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's been quite, but you know, hopefully we grow, and and I'm <laughs> I think I'm proud of think I'm proud of it. It it's it's upmarket. Um, hopefully I'll I'll have it to query in the next by two months. By the end of the summer, I'll be ready to start querying it out. Um, I had forty responses the first time in 2012 when I did it, and. And that was when I found out that I really didn't know how to write a novel. I had no idea, really. I was just an idiot. So, you know, hopefully we spent, we can apply what we learned in the 10 years, <laughs> in the 10 years since, you know. I, I don't know. You know, you get, you spend so long with these characters and, and they just, they grow with you. You know, <laughs> they grow into other people. You start off with a model and they become, another live thing. So I'm anxious to see, and then hopefully we can get it to the people soon, you know? So thank you so much for everything. And um, if I, if I can, if I'll tell them, like you always make me say where people can find me, um, I'll, I'll say, come to, to my page, moon cookie, anything that says moon cookie at Twitter, Instagram, or, um, or at Facebook, I have a vital uh, fundraiser, and and I'm asking that all y'all do is just help me share it, so somebody that got, you know, can help helps, um, and that'd be the biggest the biggest thing I could ever ask for. And um, so thank y'all, and and I'm God bless the Speakeasy Cafe and all the people here, and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing. It's nice when I have a Thursday. I don't have the book. To beat me to death, so so now um, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to have a Thursday. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm gonna let you let like Mike says, let the real poets come. So, um, <laughs> which he's always, you know, the best. So, <laughs> all right. So let me let me get out of y'all way, and and I love you, Nyla, and thank you so much for everything you do. Oh, and I love you, never- Cookie. Thank you, honey. Everybody, please never let me miss a chance to help. So, all right, y'all, let's get it on. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Cookie. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So I, I need to take just a moment and um, kind of elaborate a little bit. The fundraiser, the GoFundMe for Moon Cookie, I just posted it on my Facebook page. And if you want to look at the details and stuff, Dwayne's like one of the most incredible human beings I know. And 
if you go to his link and kind of read what has happened, um, he can't use his hip anymore. And before the pandemic, he had a motorized scooter. And during the whole thing, it, no Sparky, his, he named it Sparky, caught on <laughs> on fire twice. And he's been fighting the insurance company and the doctors and everything like that for about a year now, trying to get another scooter so he can be mobile, so he can get out and do his music gigs and his poetry gigs and, and all of that. And so right now he's just kind of stuck, and that's a horrible thing to to lose your freedom and your mobility and your – I mean, we, we have a human need, that's an innate human need to be social and touch and talk and – being stuck is a horrible feeling. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. You know, how many people are on someone's friends list? If everybody added a dollar, he would be able to get his scooter tomorrow. So I just want to kind of let you know that it's a really important thing to, to, you know, for him to be able to get out and do these things. So his GoFundMe is on my page if you want to go check it out on Facebook and see what's going on, and like you said, you know, the best gift you can do is just to share it for him and get it out there. He's done so much for for all of us, our country, everything, and just, yeah, he needs some love, guys. We all need some love once in a while. All right, my next caller comes from area code 731. 731, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Michael Todd calling you from beautiful downtown West Tennessee. <laughs> Are you parked in front of the building? No, but that was a real deal today. That that I was in exactly the same spot, and I remember a lot of stuff we talked about. We won't get into who we were talking about, but it was like <laughs> many, many years ago, and I had a deja vu, and I'm like, what's up with this deja vu? And I thought, oh, it's Nyla. And I turned around, and I like, well, there's where the Green Frog Cafe was, and I just I took some pictures of it and sent to you. So there. I got that. I got the email and I opened up and looked at it and I'm looking at it because I always check yours because sometimes you bring guests on with you. Right? I did tonight. I did tonight. Did you? Eight six zero. What is the area code? Eight six zero. So you want me to bring you on when I bring them on, like before? Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bring them on then. Um, I, let me see. There. Okay, do you want me to have Mom come on with you? Sure. Okay. Da da da. Eight six zero. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Krista Jopak. Hey, honey. How are you? It's so good to hear from you. I'm sorry. I felt like I was cheating on you with Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> The season ended last week, so um, I watched with my 86-year-old mother. So now, hey, now do you I'm know? Do you, you watched it on Netflix, right? I did, but the new season just ended last week. There's a new show that I think is new because I don't watch it that often, but there's a new show on Netflix that looks freaking amazing called Sweet Tooth. Oh, I'll check it out. It, it is the most adorable thing. I've only watched one episode, but I'm, like, already hooked. It's like, gosh, I have to do the show today. I could be binge-watching right now, you guys. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I didn't do that on this. 
Oh, so it's good to have you here, honey. Mike, you wanna? Would you like to say? Thank you're you. supposed to be talking, not me, not me. <laughs> no, go ahead. You were talking. We were talking about the buildings in downtown Jackson. What, what were you saying? What was what was who saying? Me saying? Yeah, we were talking about the buildings in downtown Jackson. Oh, when I was gonna say when I got that email from you. I was like, why is he? And and so I'm trying to. I'm trying not to be. It's like, okay, there's something here I'm missing. There's something here I'm not seeing. And so I'm looking at the buildings. I'm looking at the street names. I'm looking at the license plates on the car. Trying to figure out. And it's like, okay, finally, it's like I have. Michael, what are these pictures? <laughs> but I love the building. I thought you were going to tell me about the building and you were starting a school for boom boxes or something. No, no. I tried to build a building around the corner from it just to build apartments. I just couldn't put it all together. <laughs> Missed it. That's a whole other story. <laughs> so what are you guys doing today? We're going to read her poems. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you might read a riff. No way. I'm reading the dark prose <laughs> right everything. You already told me what you're doing, remember? Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, she did. She did. You want to go first? Um, You can go first. You want me to go first? Sure, if you're That'd ready. Be, that would, if I'm ready. Has huh, a cat got a climbing gear? <laughs> That'll put us in order. This is Chris's poem before the most recent one. She's got the most recent one to do. This one is called The Dark Proliferates Everything by Krisha Jopek. Let's not get into this now, this driverless car that could easily crash that neither of us can afford, this city taxi cab that will drive too fast near the bicycle lane or step into this afternoon of apple green light, prescient of a tornado, maybe hail. This daydream that keeps playing and repeating the same colors but different shades, violet, orange, teal, but lands nowhere, a residue, lassitude of something, some such statues of stone from a lost century that can't touch, cold under silver-green olive trees that shade the sun. It's not a good idea this late to eat a pile of pancakes or pontificate abstractions touch the abacus beads, unfold the map of forgetting with all its holes, removed pathways between synapses, and the dark proliferates everything. Sleep's arrival can be impatient only at first, and some sentences may be better composed in daylight, pitched to a stranger on a train or in a coffee shop, and you'll be rewarded for your good behavior. It might be best not to discuss recent erasures, deletions, omissions, betrayals, tiresome conversations, misrepresentations, until disturbance doesn't taint angles of events, spins, interpretations, the war that goes on in the back of your head and elsewhere, a narrative that takes on a trajectory all its own, hoarder of lost things in a tale of burning houses. On some days, there's magnificence inexplicably in the smallest of spaces at every step. And other days, only broken things catch the surface, 
until there is a spilling of violins that settles night down into purple, evaporating. For night's black velvet dress beaded with star, and it's exhilarating to hold the oval mirror so the moon can see itself spilling light, a gift to the darkness all its own. And okay. boom. That's it. <laughs> so, Michael, your voice changed. <laughs> he ended on a high note there. <laughs> I had to catch my breath. <laughs> Thank you, you Michael. You read that fabulously. You want to comment on it, Krista? He's such a good reader. It's just I love hearing someone else read my poem. It's just it's such a nice experience. And he's got that radio voice. He does, doesn't he? He does a lot of um, voice clips, one-minute voice clips on Facebook where he reads a poem with music in the background. It's awesome. I'm trying to get him to post on Facebook. We just have to work on him. He 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 bribes well with chocolate. Ah, good to know. <laughs> I think donuts too. I don't know donuts, Michael. Yes, last Friday was National Donut Day. Where were you? I don't Ooh, eat donuts. <laughs> well, I'm horrible. I know you don't. No, no, don't don't go there. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. So are you going to read your second one, Michael? She's going to read our second one. Okay. All right. This is called Confession. I wanted to go there, but I can't remember. To be with someone lost in the field of wildflowers that disappeared when I touched a memory that confused the horizon. The address of the doctor who promised not to cure me but to hide the symptoms humanized me was on a paper I lost when I tried to shuffle the lost bits in order, remove the jokers from the deck, forecast the future with stones. There was a discombobulation of format. The margins ate what I was trying to explain, those hours that blurred the green of early summer. I didn't mean to ruin your parade of secrets by dislocating the afternoon, burying your toy soldiers in dust after you shrouded each in a beautiful sentence. I couldn't remember the name of the song I wanted to hear on the radio while I drove chasing dust beyond the tallest pines, rotting barns, and small houses. Because my brain couldn't connect the dots it used to and the notes fell off the page before reaching my mouth, weakened from not speaking, I hinged twilight with a paper bag of confetti, jolted syllables. My hands cracked even after the singing that couldn't will away the poison I touched while cutting down the pink and magenta peonies I was to bring someone like you that wilted in the car while I grocery shopped her silence. I spotted you in the shadows of your poem and the day before with your flashlight at night between stanzas, trying to illuminate past the bookends of Sunday to Saturday. I couldn't say you were afraid with certainty, with the clarity of one walking to an altar built of beliefs promises. The movie I was making to excise unpleasant emotions off a catharsis eluded. It was supposed to be in the far distance of old black and white movies and photographs that kept jumping into color. Shades of red, fallen rose petals that filled the screen with silk. The cardinal dead in my hand that bled red even after burial. My misplaced surfacing exasperation. Orange embers that burned past February. Resilient stigmas imbued the purple of bruises. Small violets that grew into dark irises fading into blunted fuchsia. 
I wanted to tell you we could exchange shoes, hats, faces in the film of forgetting for a day, maybe a week, that the disappearance didn't have to hurt so much and will float this time instead of drown. There was a melody that punctuated the soundtrack, what we used to want against dominoes falling with civilization's house of cards, the first thought on the breath defined by dreaming. Thoughts were tangled in my hair I was afraid to wash, that I would lose myself in a painful refrain, the humbling, an avalanche beyond any first responders. It's been so long without a pen or keyboard, my fingers have gone idle with something like melancholy. I was meaning to write an explication of the, of the days of invisibility, how I stayed up to save myself from falling. Nauseated from caffeine, I walked a mile just as the birds began singing to usher daylight to the blind widow's house to read her love sonnets, but she didn't recognize my voice and wouldn't open the door. I was on my way somewhere else, somewhere I can't remember, to join a crowd of bystanders to blend in and not be the subject anymore, because some meanings were self-fabricated, embroidered in syntax, differential at best, and it looked like rain. And peace. And it looked like rain. That was incredible. You know, one of the things that I absolutely love about your poetry is how you can't, how you, okay, I'm going to use this one as as an example of what I'm talking about. And I don't know if this is the way you intended the sentence, but I'm sure that it is. But if I'm wrong, just just lie and pretend like it is, okay? Yeah. Okay. When you were talking, one of the lines you said that really stuck with me and there were many throughout the entire piece with this same quality, is where you said a memory, and forgive me if I don't say it correctly, but a memory that confuses the horizon. Right. You know, and I and I thought about that, and it almost slipped by, but then I thought a memory that confuses the horizon. It was, it was different enough that it just made me stall for a minute on it. And it's like, you know, you reach back and you touch something, and, you know, what does the horizon represent? It represents, represents moving forward, focus where you're going. But you touch that memory, and all of a sudden it just confuses your next step, you know, is the way that I read that sentence. And I just thought it was brilliant. Yeah, you're right on. Right on target. Yeah, that, that was phenomenal. That And, and your, your whole piece had examples of, of things like that, that, you know, if you don't, they're beautiful to hear them read. To hear you read them, but it's also one of those pieces that I think somebody would read on paper and go back and read. You know, sit down initially, read it, and go back and read it again. You know, maybe three right. times, just just because there's things in there they're going to look for that jump out and grab them like that. I thought it was brilliant. Awesome job. Oh, thank you, thank you, Nyla. Thank you. You're very welcome. Very welcome. All right, kids. So are you going to tell each other how to, or tell everyone how to find you? Um, I'm at KrishaJopek.com, K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K.com, and then the same name on Facebook. Very cool. And Michael? You can find me over her place. <laughs> Where? Sit over at your place. <laughs> Hmm. I'm not even going to mess with that one. I think that's a totally different poem. <laughs> so, Michael, I have some homework for you. Should you decide to ever accept it? What is it? What is it? I want you to write a poem, a poem called Over at Christus Place. 
Get uh, silent. Uh, think about it. <laughs> it, it could be fun. I bet. What's it like over there? What's her front porch look like? What kind of pets? Did, what kind of pets does she have? It doesn't have to be real. It just has to be what you imagine. She's a dog and a cat. <laughs> and a bird. And a parakeet. And airplanes. One's going over right now. She has a lot of... She has, she has pet airplanes. She can just walk outside and snap a picture of an airplane on command. <laughs> All right, kids. Tell everybody, We already told you how to find you. I'll see you next week. That's where yeah, I was. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks, Nyla. You're awesome. welcome. You're so <laughs> Thank awesome. you, Michael. Thank you. It's a great job tonight, you guys. Appreciate Thanks. it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code, hey, 219. 219, you're on the air. Two one nine, are you with me? Brother O? Isn't two one nine brother O? Hello, brother O? Alright, we're gonna mute that and come back to it. Let's go ahead and grab nine zero three. Nine zero three, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla, this is Eric Shelman. How are you doing? Eric, my darling love, I have missed you. How have you been? I'm doing all right. Just working. It's good to hear your voice. You sound great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just working, and unfortunately, working nights, days, and nights on certain days. So, But this time, I actually got a little uh, time off. I'm actually house-sitting. Intending to my parents' uh, animals, they're out of town for a couple uh, days. They're taking care of family business in Arizona, but I got off of work, so I was allowed to get on your show tonight. And I've been working in the daytime. Like today, I burnt a whole lot of air filters. I still got more to burn tomorrow. And uh, yesterday, I did a lot of labor too. But I'm actually going on a date on Saturday. I'm going to my first murder mystery dinner. And my oh, friends really? from college invited me to, yeah. That is going to be so fun for you. Yeah, that's what they, that's what everybody's been telling me. So I'll let you know uh, next whenever I get done. So it should be fun. Should be cool. Just remember, the butler really always really did. It's always the butler. Always the brother. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> We're doing um, Trouble in Paradise, a uh, Hono, uh, a Honolulu, uh, or uh, Honolulu, I think, or not Honolulu. My bad. Yeah, Honolulu um, themed luau. Oh, 1969. But that's the title of what we're doing on that. So okay, supposed to be cool. But anyways, I got uh, I got two poems that I haven't been writing a whole lot, but uh, I got one for you, and it's about you, so here we go. <laughs> you ready? I am ready. All right, Nyla Lucia by Eric Shulman. 
Noteworthy, notrocious poet, spoken word artist, costume designer, writer, speakeasy cafes, hostess, and so much more. Yearning, eagles, Yadens, y'alls, languorously loving literature's languages, ascribing antidotes of certainties, ascribing antidotes, oh, oh wow, I put that twice, not bad, okay, <laughs> ascribing antidotes of certainties number two, I need to fix that. Sorry about that. Literary, 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 literally, literature learned, illuminously illustrating intelligence, inspiring individuals' inclinations, inclusively, idealistically, idiosyncratic, alluring, astonishing articulations. I stand peace. What did I do to deserve that? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been doing and it's dedication. Okay if the line was in there twice because, you know, sometimes there's more than one of me running around. <laughs> Just, <laughs> right. Well, you catch me, yeah. so maybe both of me needed that line. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, I actually uh, found a meme someone made, and uh, it said uh, something about <laughs> a real lover. Uh, tells you that they have more than one personality or something like that. So, yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> so, oh, thank no, you so I, much been, for that. That was that was just that was sweet as heck. And you know, you've written you've written other poems for me. And the first time yeah. you read you read one for me, it just absolutely floored me how well you know me. You know, you pay attention to people. You're you yeah, you are. Yeah, and I'm just—I was sitting there, and in this one, I'm sitting there listening to. It's like, how does he know that? <laughs> either you're just a wonderfully observant friend, or you're a stalker. But either way, I love you. You can be both. Right. No, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, no, I've just been doing the alliterative uh, acrostics for people that I like, uh, poets and poetesses mainly, but some of them are artists too. Um, but uh yeah, I just thought I'd write that for you. And that uh awesome. You're welcome. Mm. Let's see, what else do I want to read? Hang on. <laughs> I got uh this one. Actually this is suiting because uh this is the woman I'm going to go on a date with, so here we go. <clears throat> All right. Her name's Christy Davison. All right, Christy Davison. Kindly, keenly, kaleidoscopically kept, righteously revealing in her religion, illuminating her God's grace and mercy, spreading her God's sacred wisdom to everyone that will listen to her, intricately, intuitively inspirational, deemed dashing, delicate, devoted, deservingly delightful, angelically alluring, admirable, Victoriously, vehemently, vibrantly, victorious, valuable, and viable, illustrating imperatives importantly, destroyed by none, systematically surviving her life's misfortunes, and never letting them control her. Obviously, a miracle to still be alive, noteworthy, noteworthily achieved and still achieving so much from her life's uncontrollable mishaps. 
I'll say in peace. <laughs> well, I'm excited that you're going out on a date. That is going to be so cool. Yeah, thank you so much. She's completely. Yeah, she's lovely. She's completely the opposite of me, but (laughs) opposite to Trey. You know, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And and it's good, you know. It's good to have. Yeah, it is. Yes, someone. Some for me, it would be someone that grounds me. You know, I'm a kite, and I have to have someone have a hold of that string. So, if I were to, and I had an old boyfriend like that. His name's Gary. Yeah. And I dated him off and on from the time I was 18 years old my entire life. And it's like the yep. carnival coming to town. But if him and I were to ever stay together or actually be together, I think that we would absolutely, it would be atomic. We would absolutely yeah. blow each other up. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> right. I, I need I need someone to hold the string to keep me grounded. Right. You know, so, and which yeah. is complete opposites. And so, you're, yeah, I'm excited. It's very cool. I hope it goes yeah, amazingly you so and much. you have a blast. Yeah, I'm sure I will. And I'll let you know when I can. <laughs> All well, right, I baby. actually deleted my Facebook. I got tired of everything again, as usual. But uh, I am on YouTube still. Uh, I was on Instagram and Twitter, but I just need a break, really, to be honest. It's a lot sometimes. But I do it? have. Yeah, well... Being on all three social medias, also I'm busy as I'll get out too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, work, yeah. travel, and working different ones. Hang on, where's my blog? Hang on a second. I got it on here. I have it written down. Come on, where'd it go? Well, I'm not finding it. That's all right. Though. So I'm on YouTube. It's Eric Shellman. And I haven't updated in a while. But uh, uh, just in case you didn't know, I was going to tell you who Eagle Yaden was. You know who he was? Uh-uh. Who? I used in my, my poem. Eagle Yaden. Who? So he was an Israeli archaeologist. But his name started with a Y, and I needed it. So I'm just letting you know. And I know you're big into paleontology and archaeology, too. So that's why I use it. I am. So I am. New. I love that you know that. But, <laughs> yeah. I was just letting you know. So I didn't know who he was, but I just looked at archaeologists that started with a Y. So. But. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. All right, Eric. Thank you so much, sweetheart. That was incredible. Well, you're welcome, and uh, I'll try to be on here whenever I can. Hopefully, I won't be working nights forever. So, well, if you need me to write you a note, just let me know. I'm a real good note writer. All right, I will. I will need some vacation time sometime, even though I'm kind okay, of on it I right can, now. I, I, I'll do it. <laughs> you got me? I'll write a note. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. Well, thanks so much for the platform. Sir. You're very oh. welcome, Eric. I got you. And have a great night. You too. Sorry to keep yabbering. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye, honey. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 832-860 and 848. Those are our next three. So, or no, 860 has already been on. 
it'll be 832-848-207. All right, 832, are you with me? Uh, no. <laughs> you have to be. Uh, I suppose. Hello, uh, Mr. Blue. I was, I was, uh, I was halfway dozing, and all of a sudden my name came up. <laughs> it has happened wait, before wait. where I've unmuted a line yeah. and all we've had is snoring. You know what I'm saying? doesn't do a lot for my no. ego, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> no, no, I just say it's a long day today. Yeah? No. This is I, this is just a piece I'm not even sure. It's called Rain. Sun's before the flame, boy. Daughters, water, first medicine, birth of life. And Say the life, we do not pray for rain. It is always with us, is you. The Rotha Blue, almost blue, the black loon calls a softening to us from across the lake. The water's edge, if we should step too close, we become it. And then it is we, our shadows wavering, sunrise, sunset. Meupen. Light and dark shades, variations of a theme. Two Earths, worlds, stars waving, shimmering, with radiant drops of recognition. Faces beneath the water. Mouths closed, waving like grass or other. Like at those who once loved us between air and light, above and beyond, water, sky, light, down. Walking to home place, we remain unchanged. Ghost road born, bound for home place, let's see. Nonke ujonga ube. And peace. That was beautiful. Thank you. Powerful, incredible. Good job, Mr. Like Blue. Hey, you know. um, Are you going to read two tonight? Yeah, I was kind of looking at some. I don't know if I've even read this one before. It's uh, called Crow and Sunflower. Gake. Crow cracks sunflower, some say weed, i.e. waste. The only waste is the ignorance of saying so. Oh, compass plant. Hey, um. Always staring at the sun. Bones, stars, seeds, germination, wamonte. Food for life. No time for lies. Oh, light. I see those The beat drum hollows Shattered sights Sheltered light Moonlit sun Foam smoke Spirit spumes Life light formed 
with its skin shining upon the green ghosting south apparitional directions, appeasement not included. And the quotes, smoking the ashes of the sun, me, Atha, Soon the song becomes dust, throat locked, and Shorty carried upon the wind. Sunflower becomes missed, death by fever, somehow enhanced, shimmer shocked, mystic, smoldering missives. Avalon, manse among the trees. Shelter for old crows, gawker, Lightning broadsides, inclusive pits struck from pith, milk sap smooth upon the curve of the eyed socket. And wrenched into being. The hand blackened seeds, raw vision, black perfumed columbine seeds, the breadth of dreams unwarranted that have come back again. Stretched, stressed, driven beyond the royals of ravening smoke, soft thoughts and whispers of ageless recall. Ancient birds of birth, Schultz Everything returns into smoke. Octagonal arachnida. Symbols of life, odd numbers, the pairing of husk, weathered bark, veined skin, beings suffused with water, light, transient photosynthesis, slow pyro. Techniques of incandescent growth. Dagonska. Trod fingers of light, a dawn, nova burst. Creation from dreams, Stick gauge centering the earth, vine poles for planting, rationale for a taken breath, that space between action or indecision. Sunflower searches for feathered shadow. Oh, but the cry of a crow, there is rooted relief, simulations of a story. There is only one passage that reaches for an ending. Bone of a hand. Fill the bones, stronger, easier. Look for a nine or an odd in number. Hey, seven. Sun falls to the moon. Gaza, the clean sky remains in a state of conjecture. Rain falls like an innuendo. Decibels rise like constellations. Rough, fomented sunshine. Drops like a fever, like water upon hot stones. Sweat the hiss of moisture. Ribbon ceremony. Agatha. Wigie. Prayers, life, evolution. Hollow bones, another small death. It is of no moment. It is just 
another sacrifice. Time to stand still, follow the path of harvest, sunflower, compass plant, always staring at the sun. Me, Traveler over earth, Gake Aksi. Crow returns, seeking the seeds of life. Everything begins again. We are the ghost road born. We also are returning to our homes. Watch. Can you see? Gake Aksi. Oh, yeah, it is all crow. Wow. Again, very powerful, very intense. Thank you. Okay, there I'll you have it. Yeah, and I'll be, I'm sure there'll be influences in future works coming from one of the books I just bought for my birthday. Uh, there's a book I just saw a little while ago. It's called The Other Slavery. And basically it's talking about how even though after the 1500s it was illegal to enslave Native people here upon the continent, this continent, it happened. And they were, they have basically worked other terminologies and used other ways of putting it together. And the uh, kind of like one of the extensions of that, if you will, is the fact that the model that was used in terms of, you know, the, those kind of alternate descriptions is exactly the same thing as what's going on now with sex, sex trafficking and human trafficking mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. And the uh, in the beginning of uh, well, when Columbus got here, uh, up through the late 1900s and to the beginning of the 20th century, a conservative es- estimate is somewhere between 2.5 and 5 million native uh, slaves. So it's a narrative that needs to be spoken of. I'm, I know that for a fact. And I will, like I say, I'll be including some of that, what I learned from this book in future works. Yeah, incredible. Know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely incredible. And your writing is so important culturally and archivally. Is that a word? Important. So, anyway, I just want to say I'm I'm, I'm uh, getting into that one, and it's going to take me a while because it's it's easy. I mean, I can read it, and I know how to read it because it's uh, an intellectual uh, work. But I mean, it's going to take me some time just because the understanding of it is going to be something that I'm going to have to process, almost like watching somebody die. And it's yeah. not going to be easy. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not going to be easy. But I'll do it. I don't see anybody else trying, so I will do it. Because it's what you do. Oh. All right, Soldier Blue. Will we talk to you next week? 
Oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm so happy. Thank uh, you. Uh, oh, you got it. And um, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Facebook under Rafe Wild. And there you see, in uh, parentheses, you'll see Soldier Blue. And there's also the continuing uh, episodes that I put on to my podcast, uh, Red Earth One. And just put that all together like one word, capitalizing the R, the E, and the O. And you can find it on Google Podcasts and iTunes and Spotify, excuse me, and several other uh, platforms of that same nature. I think it's all together on like uh, like eight different platforms, and it's free. So because I'm like I'm trying, like I said, trying to build interest, not drive people away, and uh, it's there for people to take a listen to. And there you have it. Very cool. All right, Soldier Blue, we will talk to you next week, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you as always, Miss Nyla. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure is all ours. Thank you, Hen. All right, we're going to go ahead and try to grab Brother O again. 219, you are on the air. Brother O, are you with us? Hey, sweetie. We tried to get you earlier, but I had to take a caller and then come back to you because... There was nobody there. You were hiding from me. Uh, I no dog. <laughs> How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing good. Uh, so, what do you have for us, love? Uh, this is a poem called Brother Old's Advice. Right. And my fellow poets and other artists who are considering contemplating going off the grid. How long did I stay dedicated? How long until opportunity beats my preparation? Those poets and other artists who are considering this thinking about going off the grid. I was in your exact same shoes seven years ago when I was on the verge of quitting and walked away from performing poetry for good. At that time in my life, I dealt with people not receiving me. I dealt with haters, critics, faithors, and doubters. I dealt with constant rejection. I dealt with not being recognized and noticed for my talent. I've had those feelings of not being good enough, those feelings of inferiority and inadequacy, feelings of doubt and fear of failure, feelings of low self-confidence, feelings of purposely being overlooked on purpose and feelings that my disabilities were my greatest liability. My dear brothers and sisters, we all have those moments where we want to disappear and just go off the grid because our writing style wasn't what was widely popular. Our style of poetry just doesn't fit the criteria of what's going on, what's in the day. Because of being typecast with a certain type of writer or poet. Or your artistry wasn't widely accepted by 
by most sciences. And Bobby Womack would say, if you get anything out of life, got to put with the cause and strife. Allow me to share these words of advice and give you some motivation to keep pushing until you experience your breakthrough and experience the overflow of opportunities that are about to come in your direction. Do not worry about whether the audience is feeling your vibe, whether you mess up during your performance, whether you get finger snaps or requests or rewinds, whether you get booed off the stage or receive a standing ovation, or whether or not the crowd receives you. My model is simple. If I reach one, reach at least one somebody, done my job. Don't ever have doubts about the gifts and talents because there are hundreds or thousands of people watching your videos on YouTube and social media or listening to your music and tracks on sites nationwide and worldwide. You don't have to prove anything to anybody except yourself. Don't ever compare yourself to anyone else because you are purposely created to be who you are as a writer and a poet with his or her unique style. See, I ain't striving to be like anybody else. I'm consistently striving to be the best brother of the living miracle professor of course he's dead because I'm an original it can't be duplicated because my life's journey is unique to unique. Continue to feed your focus and start the distractions by staying, by staying, by keep work, stand on your ground and always give 100% effort on the stage, whether it's 10, 100, or 1,000 people in the audience because you don't know who's going to bless you with an opportunity for to perform as a feature artist at a poetry showcase, concert, a funeral, a wedding, a birthday party, or speaking at a graduation ceremony. Don't ever quit and not get noticed. Keep performing, keep writing, keep promoting, keep submitting, keep supporting, and keep building that network. The people can't ignore you forever. That somebody will eventually discover you. When you see your fellow writers and poets getting the opportunity, instead of throwing shade and displaying feelings of jealousy while they're approximately, be man or woman enough to graduate them and keep telling yourself, my time and season time is coming. And that's going to be me sharing stages with the legends someday. Close out this poem. Here's this powerful quote from the three-time Super Bowl champion and pro football Hall of Fame wide receiver who played his entire career with the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Irvin, also known as the Playmaker. You tell everybody who's ever doubted themselves. You tell everyone who has ever felt they just measure up. You tell those people who you thought who thought weren't talented enough. Thought it just wasn't good enough. But they even had thoughts of quitting on themselves altogether. Tell them 
Look up. Get up. And don't ever give up. Because if you do, my dear brothers and sisters, you regret it for the rest of your life. In poem. Never give up. No, I always say if you don't like what's going on right now, just turn the page. Turn the turn to the next page and keep going, keep reading. Right. <laughs> Think how boring books would be if they were all perfectly happy. There's gotta be a little excitement shook in there somewhere. Always keep going. Great message in that. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank, Thank you so you, much, Margo. Brother O. Thank you. I did appreciate you, it. Did you want to read a second one tonight? No, I'm going to do this one. Okay. Well, tell us how we can show you all our love. You show me, uh, show me your love and appreciation by connecting me on Facebook on all my brother gathering. Uh, I have a, I have a lot of a lot of things coming up. Uh, I, I uh, support everybody, and uh, and thank you for your support at the Speak Easy Cafe every single week. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week? Yes, I'll do that next week. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Thank you. I thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 848. You are on the air. Oh, well, let's dig your... Are you there, sweetie? Wow. You are? Hey, Gregory. Well, hello, Nyla. Anyhow, if I'm going to... Listen, I should at least call in and say hello. I mean, <laughs> like, weird to listen and not, you know, like, at least break through. Plus, you know, it's good to hear humans that still want to, you know, take bits from everybody's performance and not you know, say hello. Okay. Are you going to, are you going to read for us? I don't know. Because, um, well, I shouldn't say it like that. Took a break, and then, because it rained from Memorial Day weekend, say it rained for a week, and so that was just kicked back, and, you know, first lines that came in, so, and then we got burnt, so I had to start reading to get the gears turning again, and, okay, or I can just rip off the top of my head, okay, six, seven, eight, and the mirror... And me in quarantine, together we cross over parted waters of the vaccine stream. Be generous with the necessity to feel safe, but be secure and pretend it didn't exist. This novel pathogen in a micro rain. There will be alternate cures for socioeconomic future herds and the systematic sophism and the trial and error of those marked by fever. We authenticate a placebo's fate with sinless science, and everyone is responsible for everyone else's mass. That's all. Okay. So the stuff is super freaking 
strong. It's like super medicine. It's the most amazing thing. It breaks down like the fucking COVID repellent. You can almost see it, right? Because it's microscopic, so it would be invisible to the normal person, but we never had that problem. So now with this stuff, it repels the COVID. It bounces it off you. Like it almost covers you in a freaking thing. So if muscle didn't flinch, you wouldn't have a pinch in your arm. Sit down, grasp, breath, washing windows that were once absent of light. Pure jet streams of vaccine washed through one instantly. Fingertips alive. Toes right to the feet. You will not grow hobbit feet. You're not even going to throw up. But best one rests for a good 12 minutes. And for those not in tune, at least 15 to 20. Drive home in the silver white guided stream, easy as can be. Although usually by the time one demetabolizes from coffee and ganja, would also at this age take an afternoon rest. But ah, this time one eyes are a little heavier. And oh, it's microscience and pure thought. Whoever developed Mordova definitely wanted to kill COVID, and, it, and in doing so, it, he has, it, they have succeeded. Whoever invented Mordova wanted to kill COVID, and in doing so, thus succeeded. And oh, I had a couple other things. That's about it. It's freaking you'll never get the flu again. It's pathetic that there's anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers now. So we're gearing up for this. Plus, physically and economically, one had to be double-dosed for the, you know, to work the shows coming up. So I'm looking to, you know, these are audience things where there'll be over, you know, thousands of people and stuff. So I had to get double hit so I can, you know, do the freaking city field you know, in the art center and stuff. So that's about mm-hmm. that. That dude, the stuff's freaking amazing. It's super powerful. It went right, it goes right through you. Madova, Mordova, Madova. Yeah, so that's all. Hey, thanks. Thanks for letting me listen to everything. I, and like I said, you know, we burnt out all one-liners. I could be reading those, but, you know, the fate of a bad penny and, you know how many different kinds of white people attack the Capitol, all that kind of whatever, all kinds of nonsense. That's it. How are you in Portland? I am awesome. You are awesome. I am. I'm having having a great week and having fun tonight, and there's not a lot better than that. Not easy, right. We're all right. Whatever. It rains nothing. (laughs) I care less. Everybody's had each other. Whatever. Yeah, and you drive around like, okay, five incidents. I won't take up too much time. You know I could read your poems, so this is like the second poem. Okay, talking to myself. Okay, so three <laughs> incidents. Three incidences were definitely, fuck you and your mask. And I'm like, yeah, hooray, you know, where does this come from? And then two incidences were probably like, fuck you with your mask, or they were bad drivers. So that's not for me to determine because I'm not to determine anybody else's anger or whatever because, you know, we're fucked up. Hey, we got a couple headliners for the festival, which is in two years, and nobody knows, you know, anything. 
I shouldn't say that. So that's pretty, you know, but that's all off to the side. That, you know, it's getting through the day when nobody's listening. And, of course, you know, I took my mom to get a haircut, and he'll do the on-site styling. That's all. We're okay. Things are starting to, you know, come together, but I'm not going to do any once that brings it full circle. Madova, it's super, it's so beyond it's so beyond that it's easy to start thinking up like end of the world cuckoo conspiracy stuff. It's like freaking amazing. It's really high science. Whoever thought it up, you know, knew what they were freaking doing and did, did, does not want COVID to kill people. It's fucked up that last four years. It's freaking disgusting. That's all. I'm All right, Gregory, we'll be talking to you next week, honey. Hey, thanks for letting me listen in, and thanks for letting me listen to everyone. Like I said, I just got kind of started writing a day or so ago. We got burnt out, you know, sitting on the couch, bong, hit, bong couch, and, you know, Emerson, some other poetry stuff. So I had to get the gears turned into start writing stuff. Hey, here's another weird thing. Does blog talk radio considered to have any ownership over the content of your show? Um, they say they do, but they don't do anything with it. Do, do you, would you ever consider claiming full rights over all 14 years of your shows? I have full rights. I can download and, and use and do anything I want with any of my programs. And where does that come from? It comes from the archives on Blog Talk. No, I mean, who determines that? Me. I just go on to my account and download my podcast. So do you go into any agreement with Blog Talk Radio? Mm-hmm. Did you, like, sign something? There's an agreement when you when you do your uh, a license agreement, yeah. Interesting. That's nothing. We're just wondering. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's our content. It's my content. They, you know, they can't. They can't do, do anything, anything with it without my permission. Oh. Okay. So what you think they're they're cooler than like YouTube? Much. Uh, okay. We're just wondering. We're just kind of kicking it around. Because yeah. So do you consider them kind of like the enemy, or are they workable, or are they friendly? Who, YouTube? No, fuck YouTube, F YouTube. We know all about that. Blog no, talk? Blo- yeah. I've been with them for 14 years, so obviously that's a pretty good endorsement, and I used to work for the company, and I don't oh. anymore, but I used to work for the company, and I'm still with Blog Talk even after not working for them now, so that's a pretty good endorsement too. Oh, what did you do? I mean, do? for 14 years. For, I used to train hosts, people who were coming in for the first time. I would I would train them how to uh, do their show, how to troubleshoot problems when they were on the air, that that type of thing. And you did that host, in, host in person at their offices kind of thing, at their production facilities? No, it was done remotely. Oh, okay. We were just, yeah, we don't know. If that makes any sense. Oh, okay. 
So you find the <laughs> yes, thing online. I love blog top. You know, even with it's technology, and there's so many pieces of technology that go from point A to point B that usually if something goes wrong on blog talk, it's not blog talks, it's not the platform, it's something that's interacting with the platform. And, you know, anytime something's ever going wrong with the show, there I know the texts are right there on it. You know, I've seen it in, you know, being on the air, I've seen it behind the scenes, and I, I love blog talk. You know, 14 years so, I've been using this platform. Yeah, we're not, yeah, we're just, and, you know, all for it. So you determine that you don't want, like, a, the kind of show it is. You know, like, say, no slapping body parts, you know, like, no porn phones. You yep. determine that. Yep. Right? So you could do all that creepy stuff on blog talk. Yeah, if I wanted to do an adult show, I just have to set my show as an adult rating. And then it does not show in the general public. You have to share the link to get your listeners. So someone under age cannot accidentally find a porn show. Exactly. You know, if someone's reading, and I don't say like saying porn, but adult erotica type show. Yeah, whatever. Where they're, reading, where they're reading naughty poems. <laughs> yeah, we're talking. So, we're talking to each yeah. other. There's no okay. So, have you met Mr. Blog Talk? Is there a Mr. and Mrs. Blog Talk? Um, no, there is a corporate owner. There's, a, I think, there's three owners. When I left, oh. I think there were three owners. Okay, so but, they were kind of, you know, yeah, and they were just going through a thing where they were getting bought by a different gentleman, which I never got a chance to talk to or meet or anything like that, but. Uh, I know things are running really good now. So, yeah, it's awesome. There's my endorsement. Awesome. This is not paid for by Blog Talk, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd say, I was going to but I don't have any of that PayPal or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd contribute right. in a second if you make it easy. What do you want to send you the money? I'm going to just send you a check. Yeah, I'm all, we're all forgiving. We're not that broke. I mean, we're just as broke as everyone's broke. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. Okay, thanks. Okay, we're just wondering. So you're comfortable. Right. You, everything's cool. You and Vlog Talk. It is very cool. Very cool. Very I'm cool. Very okay. Cool. Super good. All right. Thank and you, thanks, Gregory. Thanks for letting me bless out. Oh, yeah, psychiatrist. See you again. We'll talk to you soon, baby. Oh, yeah, I'll go all back right. on my... Our next caller comes from area code 207. 207, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Tammy Hendricks. Hi, Tammy. How are you doing, sweetheart? It's really good to hear from you again. It's good to be here again. It's nice to talk to you again. I really enjoyed last weekend. I did, too. I was just, I was getting, I, I can't tell you how many times this week I've thought about you calling in last week. I was just, I was tickled. I was very tickled. I was happy. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. It was really nice. I'm glad I came back. So what are you going to share with us tonight, hon? Um, I'm going to share a piece that I recently wrote. It's called The Journey. I see you, hues that surround, your aura gleams revealing your truth. Voiceless awareness beckons my attention, illuminating insight into the gift you are. Your plight is aligned with original choice in the halls of all where serenity rules. Weighing options, good or not so, both deemed holy to prove the whole. Expanding, dividing, forgetting oneness, taking on missions, becoming imperfect. 
a fallible existence, slave of the flesh, meandering through life, separate, eroding. Shortcomings become law, wreaking havoc, further parting reality, destruction of self. Then humility strikes, calm sets in, relearning belief, discovering core. And we live in peace, receiving providence, witnessing the broader picture, gaining faith in the unknown. The secret peeks through, watching over our bones, cleansing our spirits, bringing us closer to the light. Fear becomes faith in the journey ahead, understanding our path, accepting our fate. Finally, the moment arrives. Home is realized, our souls return to the love from whence we came. The end. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You're very welcome. Are you going to read too, Tammy? I can. Yes, please. You want me to? Let's see. Of course. Okay, this is an old one. It's called Take Me. Take this confusion by the mind, a self-inflicted lack. Nurture knowledge compromised for enduring physical necessity. Load enough to understand ignorance rules my life. In need of patient teaching to break through false learning and quench a thirst to know. Take this hollow by the heart, peace and joy inspired deep for me, for you, turning cold like stone, a will dying, halting something efforts, bleeding tears of shame, for apathy clotted caring, and a life meant for giving. Take this yearning by the womb, deluge anointing like summer rain, warm and cleansing, Fiercely fueled passions, kept alive by imagination, held sacred scent, sweetness dreamed of tingling kisses, grown to heaving breast, exploring flesh and fantasy. Take this conflict by the hand, hold tight as faith spirals into fear, past influence disbelief determined like my need for certainty, yet far stronger than I. Guide me through doors, kept cautiously closed, peeked in by curiosity, slammed shut by pain. The end. You know, something that I've noticed in your writing before, and I've always, something I've always admired about your writing, but it's really, really prevalent in this piece, is the way that you use you don't your poems don't you don't write a rhyming poem but no. throughout your poem there's places where you will it's free verse but then you get to a point you get to a place where it's like you're consciously wanting to switch switch the tempo or switch the mood or change the focus almost like another voice or a rhythm, like the music of it, you know, and you use your in, you use like the the sound rhymes, 
Yeah. You know, and so you'll, you're reading, and then all of a sudden you'll go through this string of sound rhymes that just make it make it flow. Like I can't remember. I, I started to write it down, but then then I I didn't finish writing it down, and I should have because then I could have read the, an example of it. But if you go back, if you guys go back and listen to the show, or if you have that posted somewhere, tell me where they can read it. You guys will see what I'm talking about. But it's it's really cool because you don't you can't you don't listen to it and think, oh, this poem's rhyming, because it's not. But you'll take the S sound in a word and, and run a string together where the focus is on that sound throughout yeah. that line. And it just, it's like, picks it up and makes a tempo jump, and then you pull us back in. And then you give us some line, and then you pull us back in. It was a great rhythm throughout the entire piece. I appreciate that very much. It was my pleasure. Tell me, my love, you need to tell everyone how they can come over and and uh, just fawn on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm over at WordPress at uh, TammyLHendricks.wordpress.com, and I'm on Facebook at uh, Facebook Poet Tammy Hendricks, and those are the two places you can find me. Very cool. I really appreciate you letting me read. <laughs> it's our pleasure, Tammy. Seriously, thank you. I'm really glad you are back home. Yeah, home I as, am. Home too. as in here. I know, Tammy. And I'll be back okay. next week, too. All right, baby. Thank you, hon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I know who the next caller is. 216, you are on the air. Hey, Mama. Hey, darling. How are you? Alive, barely again. I've been going through it again, but I'm here this week. Yay. (laughs) You scare me when you say things like that. Well, I'm scaring myself, but I'm still pulling through. Uh, Zachary wrote a poem the other day that just kind of made me think of it. You know, hey, if you woke up, you woke up. <laughs> you here, you might have some stumbling blocks, but you still woke. So, you know, that's my motto in life. You know, everyone sits there and talks about how pissy of a day it was, or things are so terrible, or you know, the whole last pandemic year was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. You know, but any day that I wake up is the best day of my life, even if it's the crappiest day I've ever had. Yeah, I put it on my page. Zachary is really, he's a good poet. Um, He always sends me the nicest little poems right when I really need to be cheered up a little bit. So I missed last week, but I was not going to be missing this week. Yeah, he has some good books. His name is Zachary uh, Zachary Davis, I think his last name is. You'll see him on my page and just, you know, read some of his stuff. He got like five books out. Um, And, um, it's just like his poetry is real simplistic, but it just hits the spot. Like just really, it's just like just what you need. <laughs> no, the face reality. So how have you been? I've been doing well. I've been I've been okay. Mm-hmm. It's been some crazy some crazy days, but I'm doing well. Mhm. Mhm. That's not saying much. <laughs> okay. Not on the air. If you want to talk to me later, I'll talk to you later. But <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. 
here we go. A uh, new poem for A Quilt of Knowledge is the name of it. Knowledge is like a quilt. You keep catching in new fabric. When done, you admire it and blanket yourself with the people it has been made up of. You cover yourself with what you have learned from each of them. So thankful. I have a tank full of thankful, grateful. I have a great deal of know-how, able to acknowledge my ability to know-how. I do not know how I know. I cannot tell you the mathematical formula to fix it, yet I can tell you the ingredients I used to cure it. It's a dab and a pinch and a spoonful of this and enough lemon and garlic and red onions boiled up from out in the yard where dandelions and red clover grow. And that is how I got over. And I praise him all my days for putting those friends in my lane to tell me things and to teach me things and show me the way to go. Knowledge I could never get in college. God sent friends to teach me like my personal professors. And I profess this. And I thank the highest, most high God, so thankful for my common sense that today is so uncommon. Also thankful that I have been raised to give praise and I worship a God. I give him praise. And I also praise his people. Praising my creator for my creative spirit. Praising my creator for being chosen to decipher the hidden secrets of this life. For never letting me say those dreadful words, I know. Instead, I'll remain silent or say, I agree for allowing me to be humble enough to listen even when I already know I know. When I've seen that movie three times, when I've been there, done that, said that, saw that, ate that, drew that, wrote that, I will not interrupt your flow to say I knew that. I used to do that. God's way is to let others shine. I used to love that or hated that. I will not interrupt the sharing of your mind to speak mine. Come on. Talk to me. This gives me a peace of mind. Speak a piece of your mind. I do not mind. Share your newfound joy. Your excitement gives me joy. I'm overjoyed. I still know that it pays to listen. I will let you talk, and most times I will not cut you off because, again, it pays to listen. I know that no matter how badly you want someone to 
love to learn from your accumulated experiences, you'll find that you must let them learn from their own mistakes. Oftentimes, only a word is needed for the wise. The wise will have their ears inclined to hear you. While others will not care to adhere, no matter what, you cannot pick and choose which child will receive the benefits from your association and which ones will mock you now and soon knock for you later. Care and continue to receive what God has in store for you. Be refined, but not defined by people he puts in your life. Be it for a reason or for a season, people may heighten my understanding, even though I know my awareness may be heightened. Though I do not know how, I somehow know all things work together for my development, so I will be grateful in all things and realize all things are in divine order. What God has started. He will finish the order and directions of my steps for me to grow in his grace. And I must follow the order to keep my life in order. I must let go of the disorderly and step out on faith. And I must, I must understand that around the next corner is a new horizon, new people, new knowledge, and new beginnings, and new endings. That's my piece. New endings. You know, Christopher wrote a poem one time about a cry for help. And in it he talked about a cry for help wasn't always asking you for a solution or wasn't always asking you to fix him that sometimes a cry for help is you just need someone to listen you know and so when you were talking when you were telling me you know even if i've heard the story before even if i've seen the show or read the book i'm not going to interrupt you i'm going to let you talk and i love that I, that just was i that stood out for me as such a huge that's a huge thing for a human to be able to do that. I thought it was fantastic, Mama. I'm going to close this. Telling me I owe money. <laughs> can hardly hear okay. you right now. I was telling you I was trying to close my documents and it's telling me like you owe money so we're not gonna give you all the benefits of using this. <laughs> so that's the name of that piece was called A Quilt of Knowledge. And it started off by saying saying people are like a quilt, you keep patching in new fabric. You meet new people and you learn from them and you just try to be the best friend you can be. Like you, mm-hmm. Nyla. You've been such a beautiful daughter. You are an amazing mama. <laughs> no, I didn't say awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm, I know. But after 10 years, I guess, you, yeah, you know. So which one do you want to hear next? you want to hear 
um, the old one of the flautists or a new one about this man that wore this sh- mean brim. Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear about the mean guy. The guy that wore this mean brim. Yeah. Well, if you want to, if you want to see some men in some mean brims, I suggest you go join this group called Hat People. And I went over there uh, last week and I saw this man in this mean brim. That's the name of this pen, the name of this poem. I thought you said it was mean men, but now I'm even more excited because there isn't <laughs> nothing like a sharp dressed man. Right, right. So the name of this is called Mean Brim, and I just offer his picture in that in, in the hat that he had on in the suit. Oh my goodness, it's called Hat People. Go over there and y'all go look. There's some some good looking guys over there with hats on and suits on, and they're just showing off over there. So the name of this piece again is called Mean Brim. Boy, you turn me on. You turn me into a poet, into the poet that I am, about to make me slam a prose, a poem, because I suppose you know us gals cannot take it when a man is too clean on the scene. They say all men are created equal until they get dressed. He'd, he'd, he'd get my nose when he puts on his clothes. He is looking like... Chocolate cream smelling clean like vanilla bean. But this man done broke the brim down. This hat is talking smack. Wonder how he going to act when, as a matter of fact, he changed out of that suit and tie and put on another outfit and he slapped on another cap and then he said, get back, Jack. Wardrobe surprise had more than 40 rags. All his rags were glad rags because clothes, hats, and shoes is what he had. Lies to the occasion with his debonair persuasion. He was a man with a plan. Don Juan and Casanova could not articulate or represent like the man in the mean brim. He appears and moves on, and we whisper, hey, anybody knows him? Does anybody know him? Who? You know him. That mysterious man with the mean brim. That piece. <laughs> I remember the picture you posted. Okay. With the with, uh, um No, I think it was a comment you or you posted this picture or you posted the comment where you talked about all men are created equal until they get dressed? Right. I got that from over on the same page with hat, hat people. And when mm-hmm. he put on that uh, particular outfit, I, that made me use his picture and then use the quote that was over there in the uh, pro form that I wrote that was inspired by the guy in the mean brown. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I'm panicking because my dog is starting to bark. I hope you guys can't that? hear that. I heard a little something. Take the muzzle off the baby and let him bark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's running around the backyard. I leave the back door open so she just has free reign during the showtime. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Mama, it's good to hear from you. I've had an absolutely crazy week and... 
I saw you on the line, and it made me so happy. And I've got emails, things you've sent. I looked in there, and I've got things to catch up on. So it's going to be a nice, relaxing night. Well, you can call me anytime. If it's, you know, anytime. I'm up. I'm a late night owl, so anytime <laughs> in the morning. Seriously. All right, Mama. Okay. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you, Dad. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight six three and they will be followed by four oh seven. Eight six three, you are on the air. Oh, I should have announced it earlier. I should have known. Oh, Noreen. 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 <laughs> They're calling out to her in the chat room. Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> She'll be here in a moment. Oh, oh, oh. Um, um, hello, Nyla. Oh, I should have announced it Hi, Noreen. You want to turn your computer down? <laughs> okay, I got to turn down now. Awesome. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, you, you will be having it, someone new on here, too. Um, his name is, uh, Ross Atiba, and he's area code, I think, um, 917. He's he's um he's seen me advertise it on on the Poetry Club. Oh, cool! So Thank he, you, Noreen. You're welcome. He he he's already online. Okay. <laughs> okay. And um today um I got I have um a poem from um Gary called the um okay the um. The rhythm of the falling rain. Listen to the rhythm of the falling rain. It sounds like poetry to me. The occurrence of every little drop. The end. Okay, wait a minute. Do that again. Okay. The rhythm of the falling rain. Listen to the rhythm of the falling rain. It sounds like poetry to me. The recurrence of every little drop. <laughs> I had to hear it again. It was too little. It was like there and then poof, gone. <laughs> it yes. was like a hiccup. <laughs> um, he, he, um, he was going to, see, actually, he was going to write longer, but the, he he had, but then he had the stroke, and then, so he never got to get back to it and finish it. And I thought, well, maybe that is finished enough. I hope it is. Well, I thought it was beautiful. Yes, it is. I like it. I love it. Okay. Um, Are you going to read, read one of your one of yours? Um. Yep. Okay. okay. Um. This is one of my um one of my newest ones. Okay. Um. I th- I think I'll call it missing my man. Okay. I don't know how this sounds or not. Okay. When you are grieving for your loved one, there's one aspect of your all life that is taboo, and that is missing the intimacy you two shared. 
the touching, exploring, kissing. You keep it to yourself, hidden very deep in your heart, afraid to write it down until now, afraid to speak. It's a taboo to talk about because it is something between you and your man. Just don't talk about it. A secret between you and your man. Sometimes you just want to scream and cry because he is no longer here in his flesh. You should want him to be close to you, beside you, touching skin. It ain't no fun to grow old alone without your mate by your side. Feels like no one cares. Feels like people like you as together as a couple. But when your spouse is gone to heaven, it seems like you're nothing. Empty like a vacuum hose, invisible like air. No one cares, even though you know God is here beside you. You still feel empty inside. Your man is gone. You want to scream and scream and scream, but you can't. You muffle your scream. What would people say? They will say something is wrong with you or you're crazy. No one can understand what you're going through unless they've been there too. No one knows what lonely is until it is chiseled in stone. The end. Wow, that was intense, Noreen. That was amazing. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Guess yes. what I have here? What is it? If I hang on, let me see. I have to turn my chair okay. around. I'm turning my chair around. Okay. And I'm looking at this bookshelf, and on the bookshelf, my my shelves are kind of scattered a little, and there's a pile of books there. Guess what that's for? Wow, I don't know. For you. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm putting to, putting together a, a care package of poetry books for you. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. I think you'll enjoy them. Wow. Thank there's, you. There's some special ones in there for you, and you can read them, and then you can decide, you know, if there's if you want to use them on your show or anything like that. Okay. You said you were looking for some giveaways and stuff. So. Um, okay. But if there's if there's any of them in there that you know, you don't want to keep, you can use them for your show or something. But there's there will okay. be a couple of special ones in there, and you'll know which ones they are. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a very What's that? Okay, you said it'd be special ones. The first thing I think of is that you have to bear a browning. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Yes, yes. Let it be a <laughs> surprise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come over and love on you and Gary. Okay. Um, you can find um Gary and I on um, we well you can find our books on an Amazon dot com. The collections of our inner beings, two hearts in one. Um, the, um, uh oh, um, how did I forget? Oh no, I guess I'm getting old. <laughs> no, um, you're now, getting busy. There's a difference. Yes. Now and forever our love and other love poems and the aura of truth. And and and, and well, I already said two hearts in one. And you can find them all on Amazon dot com. And then then you can find find us on our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Um dot wix dot com front slash poetry 
and um, you can find Gary on um, uh, um, Reverb, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, and um, and PortrayPoem.com. And he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> and and you can find um, um me on you can find me on um reverbnation.com um okay um facebook.com and um poetrypoem.com and I'm also like you can find both of us on as Gary and Noreen on code-fi.com and we have a shop on there too and um and you also can find us on the Poetry Club and I have Facebook Live every Saturday night at five thirty. And then I have the potpourri on there where anybody can call in. You can you can do um what read your poem or you can sing if you want. If anybody wants to play an instrument and um or talk or whatever they want to say. That's why I call it potpourri, the mixture of everything. Okay. And um okay, and and that's about it. And I'm here on <laughs> Thursdays, too. You can find me here on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. All yes. right. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Okay, you're very welcome. Okay, And um, and, and thank you for allowing Gary and I on here every week. Mm, it's our pleasure. Okay. We love you. Okay, and we love you, too. All right, baby. We will talk to you next week, honey. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello. How are you all tonight? Absolutely wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm Little Gary from East Texas. It's been a while, darling. Yes, ma'am, it has. It has. I- I'm saying I that hope, uh, my best southern draw. It's been a while, darling. Where you been? <laughs> I've been a working and a writing. <laughs> you know, I lived in Texas for a while, and I used to work in. I, I used to. I worked in radio since I was. I still do. I worked in radio since I was 18 years old, and I used to do a lot of production. And um, so you learn to talk in different voices. And I don't know if that had something to do with it or what, but to this day, I still say fire instead of fire. Awesome. Fire, awesome. and that's a Texas. That's Texas talk. That's how you say fire, fire in in Texas. It, go like yes, fire. ma'am. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is awesome. That you just sealed the deal on what I was going to read. Which one I was going to read? As, as oh, I'm no. glad you said that. <laughs> I, I think I live okay. in Texas. I always say I haven't had enough money to drive too far either way, north, west, south, or east. So I could be living in Hawaii. Everybody just laughing at me. They say he thinks he's living in Texas, dummy. <laughs> so as soon as I get enough <laughs> gas money, I'm going to go and scout out and make sure I'm in Texas. I, I've been told I am, though. <laughs> Too funny. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I was born with a big funny, for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What do you have? I have one called Fire. That works for me. Awesome. Okay, here we go. I smoke when I write, and my words are like fire. That's why every time that you read them, they sound like they're being sung by a choir. I'm the king of these poems, you see, so you can call me your sire. And if you ever find yourself out looking for a good one, 
then little Gary's your one and only supplier. But when it comes to love, I guess you can call me a crier. And my money's so low that my pockets couldn't be any more drier. And that's why, my friends, I sell my writing to anyone, even the National Enquirer. Hell, everything I write is for real with only a small 50% chance that it comes from a liar. I'm trying to stay straight even though my life is so dark and so dire. Maybe it's because every day I have to wipe them haters off just like I'm a two-plier. Hell, even Creed would tell you that they couldn't even take my ass higher. That's right, y'all. Little Gary's a flyer. I'm always down for my girl just like a trailer parks car's tire because she gives me all that I need in my heart's every desire. And so every time when I come home, it's always a poem and a bundle of flyers making her throw my ass down so she can love me for hours. And you better know that when she does, I'm killing everything just like I was Michael Dan Myers. I want to be the kind of writer that others admire, or at least that's what I hope and aspire. But so far, y'all, I may never retire. I guess that's just the life of a great poet because you only get noticed when you finally expire. So listen up, publishers, because you should be a damn buyer. How could I be someone that you shouldn't hire? Shit, it's past time to get my little ass up out of the shire. So every time that you see smoke in the distance, I want you to know it's just because little Gary is riding that fire in point. <laughs> oh, that was great. You have so much fun. It is such a joy to hear you. Well, thank you so much, ma'am. You're very welcome, sir. You going to read two tonight? I would absolutely love to. Okay. Absolutely. This next one is uh, I, I enjoyed the lady that was right before me with her uh, her love stuff, and uh, apparently she loves a Gary. You go, girl. She must be real <laughs> smart. <laughs> she is indeed. And that is awesome. Okay. Well, this uh, this next one is one that I uh, – has won a lot for me. It's in several magazines, and uh, it's about love. Let me get right there. And the first virtual poetry slam, it uh, it won first overall. It's a whole deal. So here we go. This is called What Lovers Do. Being in love feels like you're on top of the world. And man, what a view. Trying to solve the mystery of love? It's only done without the help of a clue. And for it, some can stay over the cuckoo's nest is a place where they flew. Life is better shared, and the map of love is one plus one equals two. Feels good to meet someone that you can send flowers and write poems for like roses in a lover's haiku in hopes that you will be able to impress and someday maybe can woo. Both knowing that together you can turn rainy days, dark skies into sunny and blue. For most of us, this kind of love is something that's been long overdue. And if you can feel me right now, your head's nodding up and down while saying, Little Gary, this poem is so true. That special someone that makes you want to stand up in front of God in the world to say two words, I do. Next comes a honeymoon that's somewhere exotic like the tropical beaches of Kalamazoo. Making love, you start to realize it's something so special and new. Everything up until now was false love, a.k.a. just a screw trying new things together like eating raw oysters and learning what in the hell is fondue. Growing occurs naturally, but it takes hard work to say together we grew. With every bumpy road life takes you down, every back street and every avenue, every hard time and disappointment that led you to argue, 
Every day your love grew stronger and built a band that no one can ever undo. Hopefully now, because you both just got a matching tattoo, and you're sharing the same name because you're both going by my boo. Always stuck together using communication for glue, showing every day how much you care because caring's an action that you'll never stop or ever be through. For one day, we all got to die, and in a love poem, to talk about death, well, for me, is really taboo. But when the day comes and that map of love says one, where it used to say two, you better go buy stock in the company's own Kleenex tissue. Why, you may wonder, do people go through all this crazy stuff or we sick with some kind of lover's flu? Honestly, I wish I could tell you all I knew. Hell, I guess that's just what lovers do, in point. That was phenomenal. I could tell you have so much fun when you write that. You know, if there was if there oh. was a modern day Shakespeare from Texas writing soliloquies, I think you would have to jump in there. Well, I don't know what a soliloquy is, but I like the way it sounds. I'm going to say it all night, <laughs> if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. <laughs> I, I did something really amazing with that one. I did one called what lovers do side two and i took the same rhyme in rhyme word of every line and i wrote one but just the opposite he's a sad guy lost love with the same rhyme it's pretty cool y'all have to check me out on allpoetry.com <laughs> all right tell everyone how tell everyone what the link is how they find you on there hun absolutely i'm uh, at allpoetry.com it's little gary 76 my youtube page is uh little gary's big funny like i said i Born with a big funny, it'd be a lot easier if it was something else to talk about anything. Everybody listen, no matter what I was doing, if I had no pants on. But but anyway, yes, Little Gary's Big Funny on YouTube, <laughs> and it's uh, me reading a lot of my stuff, and I do stand-up comedy and just goof around and all kind of mess. Uh, so definitely check me out. And if you know any publishers, tell them to check me out. I want to be in every bathroom beside every toilet more than toilet paper. I think it'd be something to read, my funny little rhymes. <laughs> now, there is a goal, let me tell you. <laughs> That's right. You have toilet paper and little Gary's book right there, buddy. Whatever you need. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. All right, sweetheart. Will we talk to you next week? I would love it if you would call in more often. Yes, ma'am. I will definitely try. I sure will. Right. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, little Gary. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Our next caller comes from area code 916. 916, you are on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay. And shout out to little Gary. He's, he's still listening. He's part of my poetry group. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, sweetheart. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jay Hatter. Uh, I have a, a blog radio poetry site uh, a show. Um, I, I take my voices, my poetry. That is awesome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you brought to read tonight. You can read two poems right now. And, okay. Uh, I, yeah. uh, I wrote one uh, a year ago for Memorial Day for our, for the soldier, uh, for our servicemen. And I'd like to, like to share that. Uh, a quote from California, Northern California. 
And uh, like I said, we we uh, have a radio show also on Blog Talk, the Team of Voices. Uh, show basically every night of the week, different hosts. And um, didn't have one tonight, so I decided to call in a speakeasy. I am so glad. Thank you. Not that you didn't have a show, but I'm glad that it afforded you the opportunity to be with us. Oh, cool. So go ahead and uh, read it. Uh, it's, Whenever oh, you're she, ready, hon. Yeah. She was never alone, a promise to a little girl. It goes like this. Each time I watched as she stood in waves, something she did around midday, quietly gazing to the sea, I wondered why quite innocently. Always wearing the same white dress, her hair strung flowers to look her best. She twirls like smoke on a firelit dune each day she's there at a quarter to noon. I asked and hoped someone would share a story of a girl with the flowers in her hair. Tales of a girl that lives each day watching the sea and crashing waves. Tomorrow I'll wait near the place she stands hoping that I might understand. She was 11 and lives on Marybrook Way. She likes syrup and pancakes to start her day. She calls her cat pretty and her dog Scooby-Doo. She lives there with her mom and her aunt lives there too. Her name, Samantha, her eyes so blue each day she wished her wish to come true. She called her father the one she missed. I watched her smile and blow him a kiss. He went to fight and protect us all. He's handsome and brave and very tall. He said he would come home as soon as he can. He promised me and that I should understand that sometimes fathers have to leave, and that's what he said, so I have to believe. How long has it been since he went away? I watched you stand here every day. Her father, I could tell she must have adored. I wondered if she knew there was no war. It ended a year ago times three. I feared for Sam and where her father might be. So strong I felt in this little girl's twirl, refused to let it change her world. He's on his way. I know it's today. That's that he'll come back to me, and that's the way it's going to be. Samantha never missed a day of waves, her hair tied with flowers around midday. The little girl's love grew and grew. She never failed to gaze the sea. She waits for her father's return to her. And that's the way it's going to be. Summers turned winters many more times. My, win- my turn was in hopes that I might find a little girl just older, still in a gaze, with eyes so distant, still counting the waves. Ten years have gone, and I have returned, wondering if Sam had ever learned the fate of her father. She held so dear, never to return. I had that fear. I wish there, excuse me, I wish there could be and I'm sure it would around midday where the little girl once stood. She must have ended her daily quest, realizing that it would be for the best. I bowed my head and thought so sad the story of Sam and her missing dad. Then appeared the flowers that tied the hair, the little girl grown, and the story shared. Her hair with floral so perfectly tied, she stood at the place watching the tide. Could it be her after all these years, still refusing to realize her greatest of fears? And someone was walking slowly towards Sam, in uniform, a soldier, a very tall man. A smile planted upon my face. Sam stood in her special place. The little girl knew he would come home. No matter how long, she was never alone. Sort of cheating to the families that miss their fathers and brothers.
Was was that? Are you in Palm? Is that in Palm? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, yes, okay. <laughs> I'm just like I don't I know if he's doing a dramatic pause or if I should speak. Yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was incredible! I absolutely loved it. Well, thank you. You know, it it had like this kind of a storytelling fable. Uh, uh, oh, what's the word I want to use? Um, kind of like. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. Like an ode. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and it's like um, you were. It's like this prose, but written in poetry rhyme. And yeah. and it was like here, listening to lore, listening to bedtime story, or a story around a campfire, or a legend, and it was awesome. <laughs> I really enjoyed that a lot. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I wrote it two years ago, and I, I read it every Memorial Day, or I have this last Memorial Day. Um, um, it's really uh, means there's a personal touch, a personal touch to it that uh, I hold dear. Um, yeah, it's uh, quite <laughs> Excuse me, I get a little choked up just reading it. <laughs> Sorry. Mhm. It was very passionate, very, yeah, it was incredible. Fantastic uh, job on that one. Are you, and you're going to read two, right? Uh, yeah, let me pull another one up real quick. Um, uh, uh, I wanted a certain one. I should have been more prepared. I was just going to read one. <laughs> you're fine, honey. Okay. Okay, um, this one's called, And I'm Still in Love with You, and, I, and I'm Still Loving You. It goes like this. I came across a piece of the eight hiding in the sand. I spent on a thought of you so I might understand. What was strong is nearly gone. It whispered out your name. I cannot believe it's you and me playing such a game. The dreams have gathered beyond the dark, pretending to be free. I turn to walk but start to run, wishing you were here with me. I cannot reach beyond my view. For all I need is there with you. I pray again these words don't end, and I'm still loving you. In poem. That was a, that was a written to an Emily Dickinson poem. Which one do you which one? I, you know what? I didn't write it down on the on the notes on this, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done that. I've done that. Yeah. But I love it. Well, this, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said thank you for letting me read it. <laughs> I thought you did a great job on that. If you uh, if you remember which one, you're on my friends list, right? On my contacts list. I don't know if I am. We'll have to figure that out because I would love to know which poem and read that again. So you uh, could, could send it to me, or if it's posted somewhere, that would be great. Uh, I could look real quick. Yeah, I could do that. Um, Very cool. Do you have, is there is there a contact on your on your page? Uh, an email contact? Um, there. Well, my the email for the show is uh, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail dot com. So, but the word there. does in there. Too. You have to write the word the the Speakeasy Cafe. Except, yeah. Okay, I have to I have to write the what? The word the in there, everyone. Oh, okay. I don't know who has 
Speakeasy Cafe, but they probably get a lot of crazy emails. But the Speakeasy <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um, thank you, and I'll be I'll be listening. And little Gary, call in, man. You haven't you haven't called in a couple weeks. Little Gary just called. Just got done. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. And uh, he's part awesome, of our huh? Yeah, he's part of my group. He's hilarious. He's a funny dude. He is. He just cracks me up, and he has such a blast, you yeah. know. And, and he's got one of those spirits that there's no apology for. You know, he he is absolutely yep. unique and amazing and incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, uh, thank you so much. You are very welcome, sweetheart. And I'm really glad you had a chance to call in. Please try two more often whenever you can, okay? All right, thank you. Tell everyone again how to find you before you take off. Okay, a lot. Did you want to give me your Facebook page? Let me go on. Who was that masked poet? All right, let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which I want to let area code 412 know you are not in the lineup. 412, if you wanted to come on the air, same thing for 407. So 407-412, if either of you want to come on the air uh, at, towards the end of the show, right now, anytime soon, you can press 1. That will let me know, that will alert me that you want me to unmute your mic. That's 407 and uh, 412. So, yeah, press 1 if you'd like to join us on the air. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla Tay. Can you hear me Okay. Robbie, baby, how are you, my love? Not too bad. I'm phoning on my cell this time. I, I, I can phone internationally occasionally on my cell without running my bill too much, and it's it's easier because then I don't have my head cradled to the side of the phone and all that. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna read a couple poems, and and I'm starting to do better, you know, now with uh, uh, work settling down and and uh having my first shot and uh and just other little things popping up like I'm going to be volunteering for uh a food service again soon which I haven't done for forever. I love that organization. It it's nice to get back to some of those things and start to feel some normalcy creep back into my life again. So mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody that's that's getting to that place, I know that they're all we're all, all of us who are getting there, we're thankful for that. Well, anyways, uh, my, my two poems here are, uh, are, uh, seek and tipping my hat to the sky. Cause we, we were talking about hats before. I mean, this, it, this isn't anything like that hat poem, but it's still a hat poem, so to speak. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll just read that one first and, and, uh, I'll explain just a little bit afterwards. Uh, tipping my hat to the sky as I see a sombrero of light bisecting the night. Its light beams with dance and with fanfare, dancing with joyous and celebratory light. Where did this tip of the hat to the sky come from? And is it horns of celebratory fanfare I hear when I look upon it? A rimmed wonder of bedazzlement that bedazzles my senses as I look up to the sky and stare. I tip my own hat at this joyous island of light as it trips a light fantastic throughout the night. 
And I listen ever more carefully to it, the music that its light speaks of, a music that makes my body tilt from left to right. Uh, and that is in reference to the Sombrero Galaxy. <laughs> As, uh, that isn't that terrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those who, who, I don't know, I think most have some passing familiarity with the Sombrero Galaxy. It has that that sort of a look like a, a lot of people has that, say it looks like a sombrero because that bulge sort of in the middle. And it has that kind of line that goes through it, so... It's like the giant sombrero of the night. <laughs> and uh, here, the second one is Seek. Light seeps into the darkness. Its darkness kisses the light. Abs of a whole dancing and spirit spiraling in the abyssal plane. The balance is sought out naturally as effort and effortlessness dance side by side, going beyond the great divide. Dancing side by side to the mysterious essence lying inside of infinity. Breath grows heavy as the lack of oxygen grows heavy. Bodies seeking something outside the bounds of earthly gravity. And I tremble with the headiness of cosmic drunkenness, growing tipsy with the respite of responsibility. The light continues to grow as the darkness continues to swell, a well of wisdom gathering as pressure unlocalized. And the entire universe bursts forth inside. A wealth of wisdom and experience swirls like vapor now, kissing the bridges of my brows. And the prow of life's, ships, life's ship slips by in the cosmic byway, never to be seen. Sorry, never to be the same again. Oh, gosh, that I didn't write that one favorable to my tongue, did I? Did I? What, a tongue tie, what a tongue twister that one was. Ship slips. Ship slips by. Usually you do really, really good with that. It made me giggle because it was cute. Well, I did have. A, I am having actually presently having a beer while we're talking on the air. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's decreased the uh, my linguistic ability a bit. <laughs> At least speaking wise. I have never known you to have a beer in the entire time I've ever known you in the ever of everness. Stella Artois. My favorite. I don't. Uh, I don't drink too much, but every once in a while I do. And uh, but people must think I'm a real teetotaler sometimes, because when like in town, when people see me, they're like, "Oh my God, Rob, you're having a beer." I'm like, "Yeah, I have beer all the time." You know, not all the time, but you know, often enough that it's not a incredibly rare occasion. <laughs> well, how many years so. have I known you, and that's the first time I've ever seen you drink a beer? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or or, or heard. A reference to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, are you going to read two tonight? Uh, well, that, that, it was two. It's just that it was uh, they were they were short, eh? Because like tipping, tipping my hat to the sky was a really uh, short one. And uh, yeah, here you're probably used to me having my long ass poetry <laughs> out instead. Well, the, that was those the short two ones. combined weren't long enough. So go ahead and read one more. Oh, okay. Uh I know. I'll just go to. I know. In vision of pale drum, because I am the world's drummer. <laughs> in vision of pale drummer, he finds her sacred huntress to his battling heart, beating heart. She speaks to him like no other, drumming her warrior woman's song, a song of 
Love's Power, a song that gives his heart no choice but to sing along. Under moon's pale light, he sees her dancing, setting pace to the fireflies that dance in her hair. She ensnares him with his rhythmic dancing, with the rhythmic dancing of her hips, a dance of passion that promises the touch of sweetest and tenderest lips. She refines her movement further, her expansive sways and pelvic thrusts until they collapse their orbits of movement, and she draws him into herself, drawing him in with movements of shimmy and of sway, shimmy and sway that take him into her moon's power as she ensnares the entirety of existence into her without delay. His drum is brought forth now, and with its percussive song he sings along, accenting the shimmer of hips with dips and glissando pitches, then makes her body shudder with tones of drone that sing to her, that make her body ache to keep in time with his drum song. They start to transcend the time signatures wrought by mortal ears, their spirits tuned to a rhythmic pitch that no other mortals could ever hear. And they start to sing to each other evermore, their crafts of finest art resonating with each other, as her shimmy sets his drum to sensual song, and his song sets her hips to move ever faster, so that she keep in pace with the time signature of his heart's passion, an ever-increasing intensity of love and passion song. They grow in fevered heat together, song and dance intertwining evermore, it takes on the aspects of deepest love, too, as his drum sings soft tones of deepest affection, her hips slowly moving to a sway that only love could play in them. Her lips pursed to taste him as, she, as he draws closer under his hips, slowing but rhythmic sway. As both drum and body dip and sway in their pitch, syncopations swaying from love to eros and back again, she cries out to him, she sings in a husky and loving voice most fair as she encourages him in his love affair twixt body and of drum and, he most, and she most earnestly sings play me a rhythm sing, me, sing to me a song of passion of love spirit sing to me this song with the fire of your drum song know that your drum alone is the one I yearn for for only your drums warrior spirit could ever hope to carry me to entrance my spirit to its most sacred language sacred language as it bears its defenses to speak to you as it reveals its inner light to sing to you to reveal to you the rhythm of my heart that I cared for you and only for you all along as this song is sung to him this warrior's this warrior lover of drums most sacred beats he grows in fevered anticipation of it to sing the song of love and passion to her a song inspired by her and only her as he strikes the drum's skin to play it for her, this rhythm of love exotica that entrances her hips towards him, this rhythmic dance of drum spirit that carries her into his song. I play this for you, O warrior woman of my heart's rhythm, this song of rhythmic power for you and you alone, for only you inspire this rhythm, only you draw this sacred song from my drum skin, so bear yourself before me. Let all defenses be laid bare as I run mine hands through your flowing and whipping tresses of hair. So both dancer and drummer, they lay bare all of their defenses, cast them out into the universe's ether. As they dance and drum feverishly together, 
naked under the full moon's whitest and translucent light, and their bodies danced the dance of love and eros together, swaying between those two energies expressed in this sacred song of body and drum, as they intertwine their souls together in rhythmic beats, bodies and spirits entwining and dancing together, long into the dead of night, knowing that this dancer, this drummer and warrior woman dancer, that this dance was contained within them all along. And that is in vision of pale drum, and that reflects my passion for the whole art of uh, of uh, drumming and along with uh, with like belly dancers, you know, or just well belly dancers, but dancers as well, because that's they used to be what I did all the time, right? I used to be in the belly dance troupe with, you know, doing my drumming with the Egyptian tambourine and the frame drums, so. Which is a rough gig. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it terrible? <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic job on both of those, Robbie. Thank you. It's it's a tough. It was a tough job, but someone had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love. Tell everyone how they're going to find you. Yeah, uh, I can be found on. Robbie's multi, sorry, Multimedia Poetry uh, at Facebook. And you, when you go to All Poetry, you can see there under Robbie's Poetry. I wanted to put my whole name there, but uh, uh, but they wouldn't, it doesn't let you have, you know, only so many characters. So, And I just think it's funny that the, the one poem that I just happened to pick had, happened to be like one of my longest poems. You're like, read, just read one more, Rob, you know. Go ahead, read this epic. <laughs> and then you're living in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were absolutely fine. <laughs> all oh, right, good to see you, Cutter. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see all the old, like the, 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 the Word Machinist crew and all the all of the poets that I've known in the past all coming together here again on the Speakeasy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, anyways, have amazing. a good night. <laughs> we'll talk to you next weekend. You bet. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code four one two. Four one two, you're on the air. Hey Nyla, how are you this evening? I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I am fantastic. It's very nice to be on here with so many fan, uh, so many old friends. I mean, this is actually Tammy's fault. She messaged me as I was working on my daily blog and said, you kind of need to come over here. <laughs> Thank you, Tammy. Appreciate it. How have you been doing? I've been well. Um, the last couple of months have been kind of crazy. We um, We moved from the Pittsburgh area out into central Ohio. And did it wow. all just with, and did that all just with two of us, and we're trying to get settled in and get life situated. And for the first time in my life, I'm actually running a blog five days a week, and in the process of setting up a podcast. So it's things are things are crazy, but not in a bad way, I guess. In in a adventurous new adventure way. Everything new that doesn't kill you is an adventure. <laughs> I love and if adventures. It does, and, if it, 
And if it does kill you, it is the big adventure. No doubt. Well, I'm excited for you. Those are some, they're, they're huge changes, you know, but you know, you have to step out of that comfort zone. So very cool. Well, so tell everyone a little bit about you and tell me what you brought tonight. Well, my name, my my legal name is Lance Chevron. I'm from Western, no, Western Pennsylvania originally, but I've lived all over the world. I've been writing since I was nine or so. Um, I've gone over to mainly fiction right now, but I still write a, write quite a bit of poetry for myself. A lot of the people on here will know me as Cutter Murdoch because that was a, pe- a pen name of mine for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's where they found me a lot on Word Machinist and back in the MySpace days. And so that's pretty much the um, be-all and end-all of what I'm doing. Uh, my blog is currently all, almost all fiction with some essays thrown in, but I'm writing five days a week for it, and that's a ton of work. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Well, uh, Jimmy's going to be really upset that he he's usually here on Thursdays, but it's uh, him and... Uh, it's their anniversary, yeah. It is their anniversary, yeah. So, so I'll have to just come back tonight. next week and give him a hard time. Oh, please. <laughs> that would just be well, awesome. I would love to have you back next fun. week. It would. Keep building, keep building the old crew back up. That would be awesome. I know. You know, the hardest part for me is because you, well, you were around during the uh, MySpace days, right? Yes. The hardest part for me has been because there's people that I've talked to for years now on Facebook, and they'll jump up and say something. Well, I was so-and-so on Facebook. It's like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Cause yeah. Because nobody used their real names on, on MySpace. And so right. when they came and over to Facebook, they used their real names, and, and I'm still putting puzzle pieces together. It's crazy. Absolutely. And the other part of that is there are also people that disappeared, and you wonder if they're still out there somewhere. Or if you're mm-hmm. even still, like, you might even still be friends with them. Yeah, and not just, know. <laughs> but, but you're still wondering about if they're okay or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I check on people all the time. It's been too crazy of a, you know, even the last six months have just been really hard. So I stock yeah. y'all's pages just so in case you wanted to know. Yeah, poets, um, I worry about poets at times like this. Because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are the ones that sort of transcribe the pulse of humanity, and the pulse has been a little strange. It indeed has. So, what are you going to read tonight, love? Um, we're going to start with a piece called "Golem" that I wrote as a gift for a friend. Okay. Ancient locust trees, their skins like dinosaurs. Lift skulls from the dirt, dry and brown. In forgotten graveyards, draping honey-sweet blossoms round those hollow vessels. Slowly swallowing the bone, filling it with green thought. Making it something more than it was when it died. When the casual prayers were spoken all those years ago. The lifeless flesh being lowered down, down, down. Tiny little girls, their pigtails tied with reeds, 
sing Ico, Ico as they make mud bowls, bake the, baking them in the cremation fires until they are hard, hard enough to hold blood and bourbon mixed, thick like honey, no rain. The rain that falls round here ain't safe. Can't drink what comes out of the ground. The skulls peering from the trees tell us that. Whisper that the fish belly up in the current will carry us across the veil to death where they are already building our kingdom. Under the bridges, half monkey children born feral hang wind chimes from the steel rib cages, dangling down to ring, clack, tap like canes in old wooden hallways. The paint on the walls is witchcraft, sigils, languages so old that no one can remember or so new that no one has learned it yet. But the crooked crones who wear purple as they drift through the parking lots at dusk, blowing seeds into the cracks where the earth breathes deep, breaking the asphalt, showing how fragile our permanency is. My shadow cracks the ground. My voice splits chasms through the foundations, letting misery bleed away. The the wide steel stairs bend under my weight as I descend, as I rise, seeking goddesses in soiled hoodies, fairies smoking cigarettes in burned-out diners, plum-dark wine filling coffee cups, the fruit harvested before the fire. But I can find no one. My eclipse envelops only horror show junkies, skinny like straws, with the rancid wind whistling through them, singing their dirges, pleading for more, more, more. The serpents, the leviathans that twine my arms writhe restless, the ink angry at the dryness of the air. I seek the edges for the silver threads that can be used to pull storms in from the west, but they, like music, have become rare. I often dream of twining the horizon around my massive wrists, hauling the moon and with it the ocean to drown this place, where the veves in pink chalk are so old that the loa cannot smell them anymore. Withered black gods desiccating greasy jars, lining shelf upon shelf a biologist's pantheon, no one left to pray to now that all things are understood, cataloged, categorized, placed in neat little rows, filed alphabetically, their chronological marks of discovery like an epitaph marking where a wonder died. Like a golem I walk, broad like a dust storm, my bare feet leaving craters that will fill with rain when it comes again, but my flesh is not clay. I am bark, I am sap, I am good green wood, my mind filled with root song, with black soil, with the whispered leaf poems, a river of wind turning the emerald into a sea, my veins running down deep through the cracks into the cold black water, still clean like it once ran on the surface, down where my skull used to rest before my mother found me bound in her embrace and drew me up, up, up into the light to tear down the new dream and let the old one breathe. End poem.
Listening to that makes me wonder why in the world I've ever called myself a poet. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. That's probably one of the most amazing things I've heard in a while. That I mean, there's something. It just something in that hit. It's like hearing a voice, you know. Well, thank you. I, I um, I don't even know what to say to that. That's that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Um, there's a there's a poetic part of me that I think is more of a channel than it is an artist. There's something really old that wants to tell stories, and I can understand the language it speaks, I think. And I'm just here trying to bring it to everybody else. Have you ever written something and gone back later and read it and wondered where in the heck it came from? All the time. I wake up with things on the notepad function of my phone or actually written in Sharpies on the wall that I have no idea where it came from. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, how do you how do you even I guess it should probably make me unsettled or uncomfortable, but man, I wouldn't know what to do if it stopped. <laughs> well, that was really phenomenal. I really enjoyed it and I would love to be able to read that. So if you have that posted somewhere, uh yeah, let me know. I'll find a link to it and I'll get that. I'll get it to you. Okay. I would love that. Are you going to read two tonight? If you, if we have time. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's called Tiny Fires. Through stifling clinical rooms, heavy steps in my booted feet, faded maps cradle my shadow, cast there by a hazy sun, struggling to hold winter away even as frost crawls through the meadows leaving dead gray fingers scratching on the glass. The war is lost. Summer has burned. All that remains is ash. Row upon row of children burning tiny bonfires, hunched forward, scrabbling formulaic equations used to replace stories, meant as a suitable substitute for the blossoming of life that should thrill them. But instead we hobble their infernos, capture them, within glass hurricanes, thick and cold, in which we watch them burn. Slowly, though, their blazes fade, failing, growing weaker at their edges, restless like bats. While their cores still glow with embers throbbing, their effrete natures cannot hold the forged fire's intensity, so it becomes a pyre, burning hope cauterizing the tendrils of their wild imaginations. Short, close, near to the bodies where they can do no harm and think of nothing volatile. I roar, I howl, my coarse poet's voice rebounds from the dusty corners across the humming screens, rushing down the aisles like foxes, red and swift, coyotes, wild and curious. For a short moment, the space of a breath, the regimented world fails, the computers dim, tiny heads turn hungry. The fires leap naked, pagan dancers painted in autumn, vivid, but duty-clad hands clamp down, lower the oxygen, 
turned on the fires and cool them. I feel it in my scars. My memories like convicts lunge, screaming at the bars, biting their shackles, crying at the recollection of being forgotten, ignored, subdued, beaten. They wail, sing slavery songs, songs of freedom, hoping to be heard. But imagination, whimsy, rebellion, these languages are not spoken here. They are but bright blasphemies, not to be uttered in the presence of these tiny drones, not until their fires have been quenched. End poem. Wow. Absolutely incredible. I cannot tell you how happy I am that you called in and shared tonight, hon. Oh, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. It's been so long since I've just heard your voice. It's so <laughs> nice to hear your voice again. Uh, Savannah, you'll get tired of it quick enough. Trust me. <laughs> oh, I, I, I got money that says I won't. How about that? Okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how they can come find you, and I am so looking forward to you coming back and sharing again. I would, defi- I would definitely do that. Um, the big place right now for me is allthingsarestories.wordpress.com. Allthingsarestories.wordpress.com. And under my legal name on Facebook, um, which is... I'll actually type it into the chat box so that people can spell it because it's a bastard. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. And Appreciate I'll be you back so to, much. Oh, I love you guys. And it was so nice to talk to you, Nyla. Thank you. And I will be back soon to let you guys know about the podcast. In yes, fact, I'll be back do. next week. I'll just plan on next being here next week. That works for me. I'm a happy girl. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, good night. Bye-bye. All right, let's go ahead and bring on area code 419. Looks like, oh, where'd my, where'd my caller go? 419, there you are. We have 419 and then we have 832. I don't think 832 has been on yet. 419, you are on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Wonderful, it's good to hear from you. It's good to be here. So, um, uh, I've got two uh, poems I wrote a long, long time ago. Uh, I don't think I've ever read them on either. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to read them. Uh, okay. They're kind of a, they're both kind of a play on words. Well, the first one is not. This first one is called "The Sounds of Loneliness." Um, I, and I wrote this when I was. Um, um, I was at a place where I, I didn't know anyone and uh, I saw someone that I thought I knew and, and I went up and tried to strike up a conversation with them and they just kind of ignored me so uh, I went back to the bed and I wrote this poem it's called The Sounds of Loneliness I saw someone I thought I knew they were neither stranger nor friend but I went up and said hello Will the silence never end? And so I turned and walked away. I said, excuse me, please. I took myself outside, and then I whispered to the breeze. The sounds of loneliness rang out to me. The sounds of loneliness rang out to me. The sounds of loneliness rang out to me. 
the loneliness within this world I see. I see a million people as I walk to sleep each, each day. I see a million stars each night a trillion years away. I find myself within a cloud of no familiar face. I find myself within a world of no familiar place. I'm somewhere in the nowhere land, and all alone, alone I stand. And the sounds of loneliness ring out to me. The sounds of loneliness sing out to me. The sounds of loneliness bring out to me the loneliness within this world I see. And poem. Wow. That was intense. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, I was a long way from home, a place I didn't want to be, you know, that's that's the way I felt at that time, so I wrote that. I don't think I've ever read that. Well, I'm glad you did. Okay. And your next one? Okay, this one is, it's, it's kind of like a play on words. Uh, this is one I had fun with. It's called The First Time. Is this your first time? Said I, said I to she. Yes, it is, she said to me. Is this your first time? Said she to I. So ashamed, I could not lie. Yes, it is, she, I said. But you have no, but you have no cause to dread. I've seen it done a million times. I've read of it in prose and rhymes. It's said to be a natural act. A ritual, as a matter of fact. We'll start off slow in an embrace. We'll let our passion set the pace. Our bodies will become as one, oblivious to what we've done. Cheek to cheek and thigh to thigh. Roller coasting in the sky. Not a worry, not a care. Music playing everywhere. Bodies swaying to and fro, everything around a glow. You'll be my first, she said to I. Said I to she, and should we try? Yes, says she, I'll take that chance. Said I to she, then come, let's dance. And poem. Wow. So you knocked the ball out of the park with both of those tonight. You're really welcome. All right, my darling sweet man, tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, on um, All Poetry, and on YouTube under Melvin D. Johnson. Very cool. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Go ahead and grab our last caller for the evening. We have area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Naila. Uma, how are you, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. Well, I'm doing okay. How about you all? I'm doing wonderful. So what's going on with you? What are you going to share with us tonight? I have something that is coming up, yet not come, but there is one thing that I already did for you, and I can read it for you. Okay. Okay. It is called 
glowing at dawn will it be morning when i wake up it is not dreadful yet i hear my veins flowing with my blood it was a thought that what if what if what if i do not face the rising sun or maybe just maybe find the clouds floating through my existence what if the oceans drain as skies open a faucet and pour for days will there be a morrow or does my heart bleed until it drains my marrow staining with memories my robes are drenched in the dark clouds across the ocean still was shining reflecting the red wine rays if sun of sun like the ocean is drunk in its and is in ecstasy with freely flowing wine that the sun rays brew and the birds chirp as if to say hey what a morning and one what a morning <laughs> that was that was a perfect ending to that piece that was incredible <laughs> i have a small piece which i was building but i can share with you guys one more piece yeah when all is lost heaven still holds tomorrow is the light waiting to sprout do not lose heart my friend if anything is gone there is yet another day to spawn and poem that was beautiful that was absolutely beautiful thank you nayla You're very welcome. Great job on that, honey. So, <laughs> I come here, I listen to all the poets and something some synergy works with me also and then being lazy as I am, I write it then and there like a lazy school girl coming there to do her homework in the class right before the teacher is asking to submit the work and maybe I get a grade. At least that part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm really glad. I'm real. I, I absolutely adore you, and I'm really glad that you were able to get on before the end of the show. And I'm running out of steam. By the end of the three hours, I'm usually usually just going blah. You know, so <laughs> you you are absolutely the perfect person to, to close the show with me. And I appreciate you so much. And a fantastic job on both of those pieces, Uma. Thank you so much Naila. It is all the inspiration I get from this show, so it's not me. It's all you. It's all the poets. <laughs> all right, tell everyone how to find <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you, baby girl. Oh, usually I don't know. I'm all the sleeping, so um let me see how I can be found. There is uh, my friend called Naila Alisha and um, my other friend is also there who's always giving me 
enlightenment to come and participate. You know who I'm talking about, Miss Snyder. So we have these friends who know where I am and they can pull me out from my sleep. Perfect. Yes, we can. All right, Uma, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, my love. Yes, and I can't wait for the next week. Every time a Thursday comes until 6 p.m., I'm eager to come and participate and not to forget when something comes up like a huge dark cloud and it takes me away, swipes me into the ocean. But oh, I'm no, we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come save you. I know CPR. <laughs> I'm holding this. Thank All you, right, Uma. Thank, thank you very you much, honey. <laughs> Thanks. Good night, sweetheart. All right, everyone. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank all of you for being here tonight. It's been an incredible evening, just what I needed. Let me tell you what. Look forward to talking to you all next week. Go out and have fun. Do your homework if you missed it. If you missed the uh, workshop portion of at the beginning of the show, just wait till the archives pops up for the show and you can listen to the first 15 minutes and write down those prompts for the week. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. I'm going to close the show with a piece by that's what I didn't do. I didn't pick out what piece we're going to close the show with. I knew I was forgetting to do something. Let's do uh, Mr. Joseph with Love Disciples. Here we go. Love. I see your battle scars. I hear your battle cry at night. When a man beats his wife, it is you that is rejected, ejected, dejected. You are often used by the disabused, but today, a soldier is answering your call to arms. Let me be your apostle. Let me be your disciple. And no matter how many cuts grow, I will not fold. I'm strong. I'm battle-hardened. Love. Your battle scars. I hear your battle cry through time. When mankind wages successful wars, it is you that is first truncated, dislocated, eviscerated. Now I know I live life as if you did not exist. Though I knew you to be the great sower in our midst. Forgive my blasphemy. I forsake my idolatry. Watch my lust in it burns in effigy. It is welcome. No longer in my reality I want to plant the seeds that will rise with the heights of eternity I'm seeking an accord Let me be your apostle Let me be your disciple No matter how dark the hour grows No matter how cold the wind that blows No matter how much the gold bestowed I shall remain forever loyal Let it be written that on this day Soldier answered your call to arms. <laughs>